Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. My name is not Peter, it's James. <laughs> and my Hi. name is Ashton. Happy New Year's, Happy guys. Happy New, Year. New Year. It's the new year. Yeah. We've replaced Peter Austin with Peter James. Peter Austin's gone. He's been sacked. James Jenkins is Whoops. here. Yeah. Uh, Peter has got COVID mm. plops, unfortunately. We wish him well. Hopefully he'll feel better soon. Uh, this is, of course, our Game of the Year podcast where we run down our top five games of the previous year. Mm-hmm. Peter is joining us in spirit, though. We do have his top five to run down alongside ours. But we also have the patrons top five too we did extensive voting over the festive period and so there will be a listener submitted top five as well as we go through did you guys have a lovely festive break i did have a lovely festive break yeah did you it was lovely yeah i mean i had covid for a little bit but you know there's a lot of that going around uh so yeah it was it was all right it was all right. Glad, glad to be back yeah. in the office. Mm-hmm. There was one major thing that happened while we were at the office, though. Oh, God. Wasn't there? <laughs> yeah. Ashton. Yeah. yeah. So on the 28th of December, thank God for Tom. Thank God for Tom. he came Tom into Tamble. the office. Thank Tom Tamble. And he found out that the office has been flooding. <gasps> potentially for probably about 12 hours, if not a little bit longer. Um, one of the pipes in our studio had burst and yeah. was pissing water into our studio, into the hallway and into the downstairs toilet. Uh, there was about, Ridiculous. I'd say about an inch of water um, mm-hmm. yeah. where, where it was the worst. Um, <laughs> and we are so lucky that he came in because he wasn't supposed to come in. He just wanted to. I mean, the man um, can't stop working. And no, well, he Christ was supposed to be working from Honestly. home, yeah. but he decided that he wanted to come in. Um, oh. And so he did, and he found it, and he dealt with it. And it was really lucky, because well, if he hadn't, I would have been the first one in, yeah. yep. and I would have found it, and I would not have dealt with it as calm and cool <laughs> and collectedly as Tom did. So, yeah, yeah uh, the, the studio spent a few days drying out. We've got mm. dehumidifier in there. The windows were cracked open. Honestly, it's crazy time. It yeah. might be the first time the windows have ever been opened. <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> In that bit, it's, yeah. it's yeah, the yeah, noise yeah. they made when they were open. Yeah. Oh, it God. Was, it was a crusty sound. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's airing out. There's no joint stream this week. Hopefully at the time of mm-hmm. recording, which is, of course, a Thursday, it will be uh, back up and running in time for your mm-hmm. stream, James, well, on Friday. Yeah. Uh, you'll you know if you go comments. to the VODs exactly, channel, yeah, you'll, yeah. Have, you'll have seen. Mm. Uh, but yes, it's been out of commission this week. <laughs> so <laughs> hopefully... 
things will be sorted soon. It just smells a bit musty in there now. It smells crazy. It smells mm. crazy in there. I walked in and someone had been blasting, but Tom had put the heating on to deal mm. with it. And I walked in and it was like a sauna. Mm. I was like, oh, my pores are open. Like, I feel wow. great. Get that lovely that's, pipey swamp water. Yeah, that's what yeah, we yeah. need for the office. I think we need an office sauna. Yeah. Should mm. we just convert it? Yeah, no, I think maybe so. we should. Yeah. Have, we should yeah. flood it every Christmas yeah. as a tradition. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, so uh, that, was, that was quite exciting. But thankfully, ooh. that has hopefully by this point been dealt with so yeah. normal service should resume next week now this of course is our video game podcast where we talk about video game things each and every what? week we're sponsored by a very real video game adjacent sponsor james i think you have the ad read in oh, front of you there i have the honor yes indeed uh obviously this is a very real sponsor so yeah i mean it's, it's new year mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. time of reflection you know it's time to appreciate all of the previous 12 months with this lovely um Game of the Year podcast. Yes. I don't know if you noticed, there's a lot of really good games last year. There were yeah, just a few, in there? Yeah, yeah it's a few. I mean, luckily, we can now celebrate all of those great games in a brand new and real video game of its own. Yeah. It's Goatee Simulator 4. Goatee Simulator 4. G-O-T-Y Simulator 4. Game of the Year Simulator 4. That's right. Yeah, it's... Oh, um, what's I've it got like? here, legally distinct from Greatest of All Time Simulator. Right. Uh, Obviously, a completely different thing. Yeah, it's yeah, a different yeah. thing. Um, I think you just walk around in, uh, you know, you, you play as the, the classic, everyone's favourite mascot, mm -hmm. uh, Goatee. Yeah, uh, it's got, which got the is, long tongue, isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah. Gets up to well, all it's a bear, which is also confusing. Oh, right. So, yeah, I, I don't that understand what it's called. Does the bear just sort of walk around and go... I just don't have enough time to for all these games. Yeah, can yeah. you have sex with the bear? Um, that is one of the things. Yes, that yeah. is uh, really you know a uh, secret. It might be DLC actually, so you know don't quote me on that. Okay. But uh, yeah, it's just huffing around, being like, oh my backlog. Oh no, I can't uh. finish it. Uh. And then <laughs> yeah, just causing lots of chaos. And then uh, there's a whole level dedicated to Gollum. So that's of course that's there fun. is the dark times. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. So, and that's um, a, yeah. when's that coming out? Uh, so that's coming out oh, maybe this year, maybe next year. They're, okay. they're, they're thinking about early access this mm -hmm. year. Oh, I so, see. Yeah, right. yeah, it takes a long time because there are a lot of good games anyway. Mm -hmm. And piling them into one, my God, so that long. takes a while. Yeah, take take yeah. bloody wow. ages. And it's obviously real. And uh, yeah. It's real, yeah. 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 Should we, we all know should it's just, real. Yeah, I, I suppose uh, we'll just move straight on then. Guys, we? I've got a confession. What, what James? It's, it's maybe not real. No, James, no. Sorry. No, James. How dare you? I know, Likewise. we're supposed to bring real sponsors and yeah, I've just ruined it. what the heck? Okay, so we're not sponsored by Goatee Simulator 4, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, we are, of course, however, sponsored by our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. If you go there, support us at the appropriate tier, you get early access to episodes of Weirdest Games, Worst Games, exclusive access to episodes of Rules Boss, a main menu, an episode of Rules Boss has just gone out. And the next episode of Main Menu is available for us to watch right now. Mm. Well, us, Ooh, us here in this room. Yeah. Because we've got the first draft ready to go. How and that'll exciting. be out next month. Uh, but of course, you can submit questions to this podcast. You can take part in the Game of the Year voting and nominations, which is what you guys have been doing over the past month or so. Loads of other stuff there. Patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. Triplejar.mup is our website. That's where you can find links to our YouTube, our Twitch, our Discord if you want to get a cameo from us. Triplejumpshop.com is our merch website. We are so close to finalizing this merch. We're just going back and forth with one of the mm. final designs. We've now, seen them now. We've yeah. seen them. We've actually got some of them physically in the I've office. I've been wearing them. So if you happen to bump into me or see me on the street, you might have had a glimpse. No spoilers. Wow. No spoilers. However, 
before we crack on, and we also talk about what came out on the channel this week and what's coming out this weekend, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've got a present for you. You might be able to smell it, and yeah. also it's down next to you right and now. At yeah, home. Yeah, yeah. We'll smell it. I received a special gift over Christmas um, mm -hmm. from a family member who's living in Japan at the moment. You may recognize this as something from uh, weird news that we've covered. It is, of course, the gaming cup noodle. Did they say how Sweet easy Jesus. it was to find? Like, were they just in the shop or did they have to order it? I don't know, actually. I think they did just go into a shop. I've I, got two wow. more at home. They're, right. They're readily I, available now. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, because yeah. it's been a while since we talked about these gamer cup noodles, which are caffeinated I think I sent noodles. it to them almost immediately. Yeah. And then... And and they work their grim magic. <laughs> uh, so if you're unfamiliar, yeah. this is a this is the Nissin brand yeah. of of cup noodles. So like right. the cup noodle that's called cup noodle mm -hmm. that's very popular in Japan. Yeah. Um, this one is branded specifically for gamers, and it's got Hashtag like gamers. RGB design oh, on yeah. the thing. And also it's the most touch. important thing is that it's caffeinated, so gamers can keep mm. on rocking. Yeah. So, so we've all got. This is what this slop is down also, here. Also, yeah, okay. you should you should note, right? You mm. can't see it, and I've I've not it's got, got one. It's got so dry already. Yeah, but it's got meat in it, yeah. and it also has yeah. prawns in it. Yeah. yeah. So can not only is it caffeinated, but also it's prawny. <laughs> oh God, not a huge fan Lots of prawns. Of gonna be honest. I don't um, know if there is any in there. I think most of them went into Ben's cup. Yeah, I mean, whether or not they're real prawns is a different. It doesn't taste bad. I suppose what I was imagining is that it would taste like someone poured a Red Bull mm. into instant noodles, mm. which it doesn't. You know, it's savory. I'm just curious about how much caffeine is in this. I mean, it's you not. Know? Because well, yeah, because you're not good with caffeine. No, not great, you've not also terrible. discovered you're not good with. Yeah, it turns out if you have either. IBS, you shouldn't have instant noodles. So this That's could, weird. <laughs> this could be disastrous for you. This is the worst Maybe. combination of foods imaginable. So we're just going to sit here and quietly slurp these noodles. Don't mm. mind us. Oh my God. I don't know what the plate. Jesus Christ, James! Right into the microphone as well. Mm -hmm. Um, you're welcome. I don't know what they oh. taste like. I don't, they don't really have a flavor. Like normally, you're like, oh, they taste like teriyaki or soy, but it's just it's a gamer flavor. It's just pure gamer flavor. Um, no. Normally, when you that's like the poo. That's like the poo bit. Do you want to put oh, it in my cup? Good. Yeah, my prawns got like a thick black God. line on it. Yeah. <laughs> You've um, got so a pooey cup noodles, noodle. So. Okay, there's oh, my dear. there's my prawn. Thank you. No well, it's visions into the future for you. Yeah, you, you really know what? aren't supposed to see that. That's really I'll, supposed um, to have been removed. Yeah, I'm just going to put that back down on the floor and maybe maybe not finish it, but also yeah. maybe finish it. Like, what do you think, James? You're have you tried the meat? you're enjoying them. Have you tried the meat balls? No, oh my God, no, I've not. Mm. That little nugget is that supposed to be meat? Oh, you ate it with your front teeth. No, not weird. a fan. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. Well, there we are, everybody. Yeah, the Nissin Gaming James Cup Noodle. James seems to be really enjoying it. He's like proper chowing it down. Really if you're not. in Japan, really you not. go Stop eating it, James then. is like, free meal. You don't have you to eat it. You still don't pay me a wage. Yeah. Free yeah, cup noodle. Yeah, that's the only noodle. reason. Sustenance, please. Well, there we wow. are. Oh, the meatball bit's horrible. Yeah, I'm not really no, no, going to no. end up finishing mine later. I might just... Chow mm -hmm. down on some more during the podcast, but potentially. If you get bored, quick snack. I just need the caffeine, really. I am absolutely bloody knackered. I think the table's moved. Yeah, I moved it a little bit when I when I no, leant down we, to get push the, it back this one. It. <laughs> well, now I'm really far away no, from. I don't the, feel hello. like I moved it that much. But that's it fine. looked like on the cameras, unless the cameras. You know what? It doesn't matter. We're here Probably for can't. our game of the year podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you may have seen going out at the start of this week was a gigantic ranked list. 
where we ranked every single one of the original 151 Pokemon from worst to best. Uh, now, this is purely within the confines of the original uh, blue, red, yellow, green versions of the mm -hmm. game and not just generally. So we were ranking how good they are in battle when they level up, all that kind of stuff. We always knew it was going to upset a lot of people. Yeah, how did people how did people take that, Ben? How did people like and that? You know what? I'm sure it's fine. It did upset a lot of people. <laughs> oh, no, no. But we stand by it because, yeah. you know, it's an incredibly subjective thing. But if you want to mm. go and watch it, it's available right now on the channel. We're really proud of it. It took a lot of work, uh, as you can imagine. I'm sure it's nearly three hours long, two hours and 58 minutes mm -hmm. long. Oh so God, all 151 yeah. original Pokemon ranked from worst to best now available on the channel. Mm. This weekend... It's Worst Games Ever Week, so if you're a patron, it's Ooh. already available for you. For everybody else, it'll be out on Sunday. And it is, James, it is... It is. Are we allowed to reveal it? Yeah, is we can reveal yeah. it. Oh, it's uh, Simpsons Wrestling. It's the one of the Simpsons most wrestling. notoriously bad games in the history of bad games. Wow. It's quite, quite something, actually. And also, interestingly enough, and you'll see a little bit of that, uh, bit of that in the, uh, the video itself, it was, I think, the first Worst Games that was played in this office. Yeah, because, technically. Yeah, yeah. You guys, uh, invidiots, in in previous ventures, mm -hmm. decided to visit here, and um, yeah, and and seeing uh, young Jack and young Ross playing as well. I know. Is, yeah, is we played fun. with them. Yeah. We had no idea yeah. what we were doing. It's a terrible video game, but a great video. Mm. Go check that out on but Sunday. What? Uh, what's up? What? What's Who? the confusion? Who? Why? How did you? Where? Is it? What? So in 2018, huh? Peter, Mikey, and myself <laughs> Sorry, yes. uh, came up to Newcastle. And we visited right. these guys in the office. Mm. And you played it. And we played The Simpsons Wrestling for a, for a video. So it wasn't, it's not like a throwback video. I was really confused. No. Oh, when no. you're like, <laughs> We've not it's done the it first on worst video. Games I was like, what are you talking we, about? We haven't run out of worst games and just repeating it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was baffled by. No. Sorry. Somehow we've never done an episode of worst games on The Simpsons Wrestling. Mm -hmm. So that's what we did this time. Additionally, I would like to thank everybody who tuned in and donated so generously to my charity stream that mm -hmm. I did over the and well done period. to you as well for doing that. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you very amazing much. 12 and, job, 12 and a half hours? Yeah. yeah, about 12 and a half hours. Thankfully, I had some wonderful people calling in to keep me sane, including you two. And thank us you as well. The loose chumps. So thank you very much for calling in. I played all of WWE 2K20's My Career Mode, and we oh raised... How much was it in the end? I've completely Over forgotten. A grand, wasn't it? It was, yeah, it's like yeah. one thousand seven hundred pounds or something, wow. which is really, really good. So yeah, thank well you very done. much to everybody. You can still go to triplejoe.mup forward slash charity if you'd like to donate. So, so it's time. Yeah, Ashton, you've been in charge of putting out the Patreon posts I and collating have. the data. Yeah. Do you want to talk mm -hmm. us through what we're going to be doing? So here? initially, we put out a post asking for people's top three games of the year and their most anticipated mm. game of twenty twenty four. Um. There was a lot of games suggested. I think the yeah. the like individual games, I think there was 52 games listed. Wow. Um, oh most of them only got one vote, but it was nice to see oh. that there was such a wide range. There was all kinds of things from PC to Switch to Xbox mm -hmm. to PlayStation games all over the place. Um, and then for most anticipated, I think there was about 20 games. So there was lots of things people are excited for in the new year. Um, for most anticipated, I just took the top three most voted for. And um, for our top five, the top 10 of that initial post, I counted them all up and they were put into a poll and voted on by the patrons. So not only have they suggested their top three, but they've also voted on the top five. So it's all kinds of nice. things. We've also got some quotes and some thoughts and feelings from our patrons that we will read out as we go through. Um, 
But we are starting off our Game of the Year podcast looking forward mm. uh, and specifically talking about our most anticipated games of 2024. And I think mm. some of these games are still waiting for a deadline in terms of release date, but for some of them, we do know. So that's exciting. Yes. Um, ben, mm. what was the Patreon's third most anticipated game of 2024? Coming in third place for most anticipated is Hades 2. Mm. You guys play Hades 1? I played it. Um, I never finished it. Okay. I also didn't finish it. I, I f That's one of those games that I need to go back and play a lot more of. I played mm -hmm. like, I don't know, like five hours or so. Mm -hmm. Not yeah. nearly enough because some people really love that game. They a do. lot of people really love that game. Yeah. And it was and amazing. And they're sexy point. characters. Yeah. Oh, right? yes. And, and the really accurate British good, accents. Yeah, the really oh. good accents. Yeah, yeah. The Ben Lives. <laughs> I don't it's like amazing. the voices in that mm -hmm. game. Yeah. I, which goes against everything that everyone Charon. gushes about with that game. Mm. Oh, Char Charon, mate. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I can't harp on about that. I did, I finished no. the original Hades in the sense that I escaped hell. Obviously, mm. it's one. It's a wow. roguelike, so you can play it forever. Isn't but that what we're all trying to do in life, really? Yeah. We mm -hmm. certainly are. Uh, so this one, I believe, has like a new protagonist and stuff. Yeah. And oh, it's a slightly okay. different twinst. And uh, so I can fully understand why people are so excited for it. A real coming out party yeah. for that developer as well. So mm -hmm. uh, Hades exciting. 2 coming soon. And the third place most anticipated title of 2024. In yes. second place, as voted for by the patrons, was Star Wars Outlaws, which is also Peter Austin's most anticipated game mm. of the year. Um like we say, well, like we have been shown, it is following a kind of rogue character. She's got a little pet mm -hmm. dude kind of gremlin thing. <laughs> a funny little guy. Funny yeah. little guy. Um, and it looks really interesting. It looks like uh, Star Wars meets Uncharted. Mm -hmm. um, so that's very exciting. I think I'm I'm quite excited for that game to come out. Yeah. Um, we have to be... I'm, I'm taking it with a grain of salt, though. Okay. Because mm. um, it's... It's Ubisoft, isn't it? It is Ubisoft. Oh, and yes, I trust them somewhat. <laughs> it's not a Far Cry game, sure? which is yeah. nice. It's not gonna well, be Star it's not Wars first Far person. Cry. It's not going to be Star how, Cry. Well, how many towers are we going to have to climb? That's a good I question. mean, there, there are several different planets they already sort of speculated. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. Um, yeah, sort of very... Uh, did they say it was like open worldy? I mean, it's going to be Ubisoft, yeah. so of course it's going to be open worldy. But yeah, yeah. Um, but we've seen a bit of gameplay from that, um, some shooting, which is nice because yeah. we've not had a Star Wars game that's primarily focused on not a Jedi. Mm -hmm. Will she be a Jedi? Maybe. Oh, probably. probably. She's a Skywalker. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for goodness' um, sake! But that is quite exciting. Yeah. That it's coming out next year, mm -hmm. this year. This year. This oh my year. God, yeah, this year. Oh, and James, what were the patrons most <clears throat> excited about? Well, the number one. Most anticipated game as voted for by you, the patrons. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Get in. Oh, yes. The, um, the, <laughs> the second installment, which, I mean, the first installment of the Final Fantasy VII remake was quite a while ago now. Was it 2020? 2020. Yeah. yeah. And, um... Man, Can I be honest, it though? looks. It feels like that time's kind of flown. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe I, it's I'm just because they that, they did do the the re mm. the well, re-release, the remaster, yeah. and the yeah. DLC, and, the DLC. And, and then they also mm -hmm. did Crisis Core. Yeah, it yes, really doesn't Crisis feel like thing. it's been mm -hmm. that. It feels like the hype stayed at a pretty steady yeah. level, which is yeah. quite impressive. Really, sorry, James. Man, it's so. it's it's one of those where I'm definitely gonna need to catch up on the remake. And I think when the remake came out, I first started playing the original. So, and I haven't even finished that. So, you know, but that does look very good i mean the um yeah the the first installment looked 
amazing. So, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm quite excited for that as well. Yeah, I really yeah. enjoyed the um, first part of the remake, having not played the original. Mm-hmm. Sure hope no one dies in this one. That would be, oh, be so bad. <laughs> we I hope don't no want to say that. Yeah. No, that's yeah. Um, that's coming out very soon, actually. Yeah, uh, it's the next few months. Isn't yeah, it's March? next month, I think. February. End of oh, month, my yeah. God. Oh, so I've got it pre-ordered. Just- yeah, so sad, it's going to be good. It? It's yeah. going to be good. Anyway, less about you, more about us. Whoa. Um, James, what is your most anticipated game or games? Well, um, can I say most of the games that I didn't play last year? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, the, uh, I, I, don't, I, don't <laughs> have, I don't have any sort of big, big standout, but I've got like a few written down. So like um, Avowed, the um, mm-hmm. the RPG uh, from Obsidian, mm-hmm. uh, set in the same sort of universe as like Pillars of Eternity. And again, I've not, not played that game, but that seems like something that I would enjoy because uh, I'm a big old nerd. And this is going to be like first person like RPG style from the guys that made Fallout New Vegas. So that mm-hmm. could be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, fantasy setting and, and whatnot. Uh, Hellblade 2 as well. That's a big if. It comes out in 2024 it's because got it's to, right. Surely yeah. they can't go through. Um, They've not given yeah. me a date yet. I don't trust it. It's oh a 2023 God. last year. And it yeah, they lied to us. Um, but again, like the first game was fantastic. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And and other than that, really, like um, Elden Ring DLC, huh? When are mm. we getting that, huh? Yeah. We revealed it ages ago. They did. Um, oh yeah, have we not yeah. got a date? Because they've been pissing be... about with mechs, haven't they? Oh bloody Christ's sake! Big robots. Put robots. the toys down <laughs> and start making my grim fantasy RPGs. Exactly. God. Anyway, and um, a final one I've put down, again, is big if it comes out, is Stalker 2. Mm-hmm. And obviously, like, for, for good reason, that's been delayed yeah. because Russia continues to be a big old arse. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. To say the absolute least. And, um, yeah, the invasion's still going on. Uh, just pack it in. Yeah, Russia, pack it in. Mm-hmm. James wants to play Stalker yeah. 2. I mean, and Stop obviously some selfish. other much bigger reasons <laughs> yeah. to pack it in. But, you know, one of them. Come on, Stalker 2. Anyway, those are mine. How about you guys? Excellent. Good choices. Well, I, I'm not to copy you. I wrote down no. first. You copied you, me, you actually. You did write down first. Nice um, it's yeah. Hellblade to Senua's Saga. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited for this mm-hmm. game. And I loved the first one, which I played yeah. this year, which is in my on men's. Um, but also... <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> on it, took, it took me a second to decipher that. <laughs> Sorry, my honourable mentions. Um, <laughs> on Oni mensch. On mensch. Yeah. Um, yeah, I am excited for Hellblade 2. I really hope that comes out this year. And also mm-hmm. coming out this year is Plucky Squire, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that looks lovely. So mm-hmm. hopefully we'll get a release date for that. They got pushed back from this year to next year. So hopefully we'll get a release date from that <coughs> soon. It's another Devolver game and I do like what Devolver yeah. are up to. And yeah, hopefully that'll be great. There's other little games coming out here and there, but most of the time we don't know when and it's kind of vaguely 2024. But those are the ones I'm yeah. probably most excited for. And also Outdoors and also Final Fantasy rebirth so yeah yeah lots to look forward to mm-hmm. i would say that obsidian is sort of the um the insomniac of the xbox first party stable mm. in terms of their just sort yeah. of workhorse nature constantly pumping out yeah I mean, decent quality stuff because pentiment pentiment yeah, exactly yeah one of my uh most anticipated mm. games i don't even think we have a date for it yet is the outer worlds 2 of course and oh, i'd yeah. love yes. to see that this year also coming from obsidian mm-hmm. uh, obviously my main one though is final fantasy 7 rebirth as a big final fantasy 7 fan i've been looking forward to this for ages all the previews and hands-on have been glowing the fact that it's meant to be like a hundred hours long which oh, if it were any geez. other rpg i'd think oh christ mm-hmm. but for final fantasy 
Sounds brilliant. Also, I can't get the small clip of Cloud riding a Segway out of my head. I've, <laughs> I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking about it for months because it's the it's is it the Costa del Sol, and he's just, is it Costa del Sol? I can't remember the the lovely little resort they end up at. Ah, uh, yes, yes. And he's just on his Segway, and he's got a little helmet on, and he's just zooming along. What a hero. It's only for a couple of seconds. With his massive sword on his back as well. That's going to affect balance. Well, exactly. Yeah, right? I think. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. Oh I'm God. just going to. So there's probably going to be like Segway races or mm-hmm. something I'm really looking forward to it obviously oh, yeah. it's always funny when you see like a game like that where it's so dystopian and so crazy like I'm yeah. on my Segway <laughs> Segway bit Segway bit that was like in the was one of the trailers for the original like, right? There's the, it showed like Cloud getting turned into a frog as one of yeah. like, the, the debuffs and he's still Amazing. got like his tiny buster sword it's oh, like that's, that's so great good. that's great I want to see more of that such a lot of nice like, Segways little touches are also the most ridiculous vehicle of all time I don't feel oh. safe on Segway yeah. I've never even attempted because I know I'll die I did it once I've been to done it once. It I've, yeah, I'm, I'm not trying it. But like also the, the skateboards with like one wheel. Like oh, yeah, yeah. Balance yeah. Those board are things. Ridiculous. Oh, God, no. It's crazy. Yeah. They go zooming on those. But fall over when does Cloud ride one of those? Yeah. yeah. A hoverboard. To just die immediately. That would be the end of the story. When's he riding a Cybertruck, huh? Yeah. Uh, but I'm, that's the one I'm really looking forward to. A lot of the big story moments happen in this portion of the game. Mm, and yeah. obviously as the first one very much laid the groundwork for the future two parts to or practically mm. fully diverge from the the plot of the original. I'm yeah. very interested to see what exactly Would you happens. be happy if it's like a completely different story or would you prefer they keep some story beats the same? Because everyone's been worried that like mm. the certain person who dies, which I won't tell you because I, I don't Whoa. want to spoil it for everyone because mm-hmm. I know it's, it's like a big secret. Um, cloud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, one of those they, little one wheel. They die. People have been saying yeah. that they haven't, set it up or they've like shown bits of it but it doesn't mm. really make sense in the, mm-hmm. what they've done so would you be happy if they changed it or would you would you be up, like upset if they've changed it I would too be much? absolutely fine because for me yeah. the original game will always be there and I yeah. feel like they handled and obviously it's going to vary from fan to fan but I feel like they handled the differences in the first game in such an intriguing way mm-hmm. in yeah. terms of it denied like I don't want to get too too deep into the weeds here but in terms of like the whole mysterious element of the first game being that they're sort of like denying fate as in fate Mm. being what happened in the first game Mm. almost like Ah, the game itself is self-aware about what happened in the first game and they're trying to change things so i'd like it to still hit on Mm. some plot beats and as long as that whole denying fate storyline has a satisfying conclusion and continues to be interesting then that's all that matters to me because there will be you know there will be a price to be paid mm. if someone if if someone doesn't die or if something happens that's really different, oh then fate will have to take with the other hand, you would assume. So something yeah. something very different might happen. Uh, I'm just interested in being along for the ride. And um, I feel the way that they've done it, as I said, the fact that they're referencing that, hey, this isn't how you remember it actually in the game itself. Um, uh, I'm, I'm very intrigued to see what happens. I'd be happy with anything. I hope there's less Amazing. ghosts. The little hood boys. Yeah, I, I hope there are more. I think I saw it in like the first remake, the um the the big house enemy. Yeah, I hope there are more of them. Mm. Oh, the Reapers are pain in the ass. That one, the Hell House. Can't so ridiculous, but yeah. Uh, but um, anyway, there we are. That's my yeah. most anticipated. I'll stop talking about Final Fantasy VII. Now. Wow, <laughs> less about the future now and more about the past year. What a great mm-hmm. year it's been. Wow. for video wow. games and not if you're a developer. Well, but yeah. we won't get into that right it. now. No. Um. Well, before we get into our top five of the year, mm. should we do some on men's? <laughs> 
Some mentions. honorable mentions. Yes. Only mentions. Um, these are games that didn't quite crack our top five, mm -hmm. or maybe just weren't released in 2023. Um, so the couple of old ones we played this year that we've enjoyed regardless. Mm -hmm. Ben. Yes. What are your on mems for this year? Oh, my on mems. I've got uh, mems, sorry, not mems. Yeah, men. <laughs> I've got a few here. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Uh, I ended up really enjoying that game after not particularly enjoying the first one. Uh, mm. There were obviously performance issues, but I got off pretty scot-free. Uh, and yeah, I was actually blown away by that one. That was a, uh, one of the rare examples of a sequel just being better in every way than the original for me. And I really liked it. Oxenfree 2 Lost Signals. I was looking forward to that for a while as a big mm. fan of the first Oxenfree. I don't think it was quite as good uh, and it didn't. <clears throat> hit quite the same or have quite the same impact as the first yeah. one for me, but I still really like that, so I wanted to shout that out. Mia and the Dragon Princess. This was never going to be in my top five. But no, I have, what do you mean? I the have other one no, is. Such, the Altide Hotel the is Altide definitely in your top five. Ah, this is a Wales Interactive FMV game. I have such fond memories of having you guys over and playing it and all just being drunk and yelling at the television <laughs> and all just the, just the craziest, most unhinged stuff that you could possibly imagine. The practical effects. Yeah. They're fantastic. It, was it also brilliant. inspired us art. to make our own game. It did. That <laughs> yes. night we said we yep, could, we we could make do that. this. Mm -hmm. We should do this. Uh, we so do I want to shout out. Mirror and the Dragon Princess and Wales Interactive. I hope you never stop love making them. games. Love them. Thank you so much. Resident Evil 4 Remake. Never played uh, this mm. game before. I did try and played like the, the PS4 re-release of Resi 4 and yeah. I just couldn't really get on with the controls. Mm -hmm. And I knew that realistically a remake was probably coming. Mm -hmm. And then obviously a remake did come and it was excellent. And I really enjoyed it. Not quite enough for it to fit into my top five. It has been an, an absurd year for games. Uh, but it was an honor to be able to experience it. And Capcom, make remake Resi 6. You know you want to. It's the best one. Good Lord. Imagine no, how good... Perfect, well, that's true. You've got to do five right. first. No, nah, just go straight to six. Just do six first. Uh, Diablo 4. I have played so much Diablo 4. Interesting. Oh, wow. I thought that was going to be in your top five. I'm I know. quite surprised it's I here. really wrestled with where to put this because I know that longtime fans of Diablo don't like it. This was mm. my first Diablo game. I've played it so much this year through... Wow. Oh my god. I I was fall off so the yeah, the air conditioning unit just cracked. Oh, none of a um, pipe leak as well. <laughs> At least we're in here this time. Yeah. Uh yeah, I played so much this year through like really hectic and busy and stressful times like moving house and stuff, and it's been yeah. the perfect game to just switch my brain off and play mm -hmm. and like have a TV show on the other TV or whatever. Like it's mm. it's been it's been really fun in that regard. I even played a little bit of the uh, of it this week and finally tried the Festival of Blood. Um it, what's it called? Is that their Christmas Not Festival one? of Blood, <laughs> uh, something of blood. I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, something of blood. Christmas it's, of blood. It's like yeah. a scene. Yeah, yeah. sure. Oh it's, a, it's like a seasonal event, but it's got like a whole mm. quest line. So I started giving that a go. So shout out to Diablo 4. Hi-Fi Rush. Again, I never really saw this as being in my top five, but I thought it was such a brilliant and interesting game that came out of absolutely nowhere. And I wanted mm -hmm. to give it a shout out. And finally, guys, I failed. I was going to make Baldur's Gate 3 the game that I played over Christmas. Oh. I managed about 10 hours, but I did not Benjamin. play it nearly enough to include it Outrageous. in my top five. So it gets an honorable mention, That's not fair. because it doesn't deserve to be in my top five, but because I just haven't had the time to play enough of it. Mm -hmm. um, I have kissed Karlak. She burned my lips. Oh, no. um, so hopefully I can. <laughs> I threw water at her. So, you know, I'm working on that. <laughs> Um, I'm definitely nowhere near the end of Act 1 yet. I know that that's a whole meme that you get stuck in Act 1 for like 300 mm -hmm. hours. Uh, but I am I am persevering and I will continue <laughs> to talk about my experience with Baldur's Gate 3 in the coming weeks. Yes. But unfortunately, 
not quite in my top five because I know, haven't played enough. The Karlak thing, um, I tried a similar thing very early on where I was like, ah, if I just take this potion of fire resist, yeah, I can smooch you. Easy. <laughs> didn't work. Just get burned no, to cinders. Didn't have the option, sadly. Oh, <laughs> Uh, James. Amazing. Um, well, uh, I have a few on menchies. On menchies. On Hi Fi Rush, uh, all the way at the start of the year, um, had a crazy start of the year, so didn't really have enough uh, time that this game deserved uh, mm -hmm. to dedicate to it. Um, but again, yeah, like you said, uh, amazing, like so innovative, so much fun, just like vibrant uh the soundtrack was amazing mm -hmm. and yeah just just uh, a lot of fun uh still haven't to at this point sort of completed it but it's on that big old list of like yes. games to get to eventually mm -hmm. by the time 2028 comes around i guess mm -hmm. um dave the diver was incredible like just there not was a what lot I expected. of mentions of that on the page yes. it didn't quite yeah. crack the top five oh, but it that people yeah. loved that game mm -hmm. Yeah, same here. I mean, like, I, I played, like, a, a good amount. And considering it was just sort of, it came out of nowhere. And we, we got a code, and I was like, you know what? Based on that trailer alone, yeah, let's do it. Because the trailer showed off like what looked like about 17 different games. Mm -hmm. It was insane. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and, and it kind of does sort of follow that. Like, the more you play, the more it sort of, like, um, surprises it, it comes up with. And, hey, here's another new gameplay mechanic. And here's another new thing. And here's another new story thread. Um, just a lot of fun. Very, very good sense of humor and mm -hmm. everything. Um, yeah. Uh, big up, Dave. Good lad. Go on, Dave. Uh, go on, Dave. Uh, um, <laughs> another, oh. another one from early on last year was uh, Metroid Prime Remastered, mm. which, yes. I mean, uh, I absolutely adored the first game. And uh, this was uh, basically, you know, they, they didn't change up a whole lot apart from making it very, very pretty, especially, you know, for, for the Switch as mm -hmm. well. Um, and a few other sort of uh, quality of life changes, controls and stuff. But Metroid Prime, man, what an incredible game. Like translating the whole sort of Metroid formula to 3D and it working so well the first time of asking. Um, just super satisfying, like, you know, uh, discovering all the little secrets that are hidden away and unlocking new stuff and some cool boss fights and combat's really cool. Just a very cool game. Yeah. Um, and the other thing that a special I, edition as well, didn't you? Uh, I did, yes. It was uh, yeah, very lovely. Because <laughs> those sold out in America, didn't they? Um, or like yeah. they were, oh, no, they wait, were really hard edition? to find. Did yeah, you? Like, I think, think no, no, I only got a regular one in oh, the end. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, Maybe it was just a physical edition then that people, because yeah. I seem to remember they were oh, like, really were, scarce in, yeah. in the States. Yeah, well, they released the, the digital mm. copy first and then a week later released the physical one. That was it, Because they announced it and released it same day. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just, just dropped it on everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, no, I got. Uh, I do remember the physical editions being hard to get hold of, but no, no real problems in the UK. So Good. it's fine. Good. Um, the final one for me is like uh, Crusader Kings Free. So gotta gotta sip in a cheeky little nerdy strategy game. In there. <laughs> um, do love a bit of that. Like it's. Um, it, so it came out, I think, like the year before. Um, but with some DLCs that came out this year, uh, Tours and Tournaments, I believe it was called, uh, one of the big DLCs, and it um, basically adds a lot more to the... So it's, you know, it's a strategy game where you're, like, managing an empire or, you know, country, except really you're managing your singular person. So it turns into, like, a weird medieval character simulator okay. um, with a lot of random events that are just bonkers like you know trying to think of a random example like uh, hiring your horse to your you know advisors committee and stuff <laughs> like a weird stuff can happen in that game crazy stuff can happen in that game and um, 
Yeah, with the with the whole tours and tournaments things, it just sort of adds to that like role play thing. So you you go on a little trip with your with your leader and you compete in these tournaments and yeah, you know, wrestling is one of those things that you can do. Fantastic. And you just know, like yeah, in just, Shrek. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh it's 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 Shrek the video game. Yeah. Good. That's but what I'm hearing. That's I stopped listening um, as soon as you said wrestling. So that's all like that's ah, all I think. There we now. go. Um <laughs> but yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um I do also want a dishonorable mention. <gasps> That's right. A dishon men? Yeah, dishon men. Um, Ark Survival Ascended. You oh. will probably know that I love this you stupid love, game called Ark. Do love Ark. Um, dinosaur survival game. And uh, they released a new sort of updated version. And it was a mess from the very moment they announced it to uh, releasing it. And I'm not going to go into all the details here because, you know, uh, we don't have forever. But yeah, they, they really fumbled it. And also it's Maybe um, the reason why my PC started being crap and eventually dying. You think oh, that this yeah. game was so bad that it killed I think it's so bad it killed my... Your PC Absolutely. went the way of the dinosaurs. Oh, it's extinct now. I know, the I'm very age. sad. <laughs> the eyes Um Yes, I... So, Ark Survival Ascended, what the hell, guys? Eventually, I will no doubt start playing it again when they've sort of fixed it. But yeah, like a lot of the the monetization and stuff, even charging people and then shutting down the servers of the previous game Mm -hmm. to force people to buy this new game that's essentially the same thing. Love that. Love that. Don't get me started. Vin Diesel, he shouldn't shouldn't be acting (laughs) like that. No, it's not even that one. It's just a remake of the original. Oh, right. Um, And this Ark 2 thing, God knows what's happening with that. It's Vin Diesel again. Yeah. Yeah, probably hey, yeah. as well. Well, there was one big game on there that I know that you liked. That, uh, that oh, sorry, one big game that I know you've played a lot of this year that isn't on there, which is interesting, and I'm excited to hear you talk about that in a bit. Oh, yes, indeed. I won't say any more. Then. Yes. So those are all your on on mentions. Yes. Excellent. I have, I have some too, but I'll get through them quickly. Um, Hi-Fi Rush, for the exact same reasons as you guys. I love that game. Mm. I recently finished it. I realized I was like, I've never finished that game. Went back right before the final boss. Mm. Had to very quickly remember how to play the game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, had a great time with that game. Um, a couple of uh, indies I've played this year that I've really enjoyed. Um, Venba, Thirsty Suitors, Jusant, mm. or Jusant, um, Dordogne, all kinds mm. of games um, that I've been... Trendies. Lucky yeah. to play, um, like given codes for, or they've been on Game Pass, and I've really enjoyed those games. A lot of them have um, just like really, really like nailed down their niche. Um, specifically, Thirsty Suitors that I've been playing on stream <laughs> is so clever and so well done with what they've made that it's just it's a real joy to play. Um, mm. And those are great. I also played some Spiritfarer. So I played through Spiritfarer. It's obviously not a new game, um, but it was on PlayStation Plus and I gave that a go and I spent a lot of time on that game and I had a great time. Um, Cocoon, brilliant puzzle game. Really, really well done. Really, really beautiful. And just a great time if you're looking for a puzzle game. And lastly, uh, it's House Flipper 2. I did enjoy that game. I finished it, but I didn't. I think that it overcomplicated a bit of the first game and it lost a little bit of charm, but um, I'm willing to keep going if they release any DLCs for it because I think it's a great just like palette cleanser and like Mm. head empty, just paint wall (laughs) kind of situation. Um, So yeah, those are my on mens for this year. Fantastic. Those are all of our honorable mentions. Before mm-hmm. we start yeah. counting down our top five, sorry, James. I was going to say, no, no, we, you, you did mention it earlier on. Uh, Peter's on men was, uh, oh, no, no, he's he's not had an on men, has he? No, he, he, he had a most an anticipated, and that was obviously Star Wars Outlaws. He just did so, his yeah. top five. Yeah. He's just done his top five. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so I'm sure he would say Hi-Fi Rush as well. Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. I, I'm not sure that that's in his top five. But uh, yeah, before we crack on with our top actual, actual top five, we need to shout out our wonderful podcast producers. And if you want to get a shout out at this point in the podcast, you need to go to patreon.com forward slash team triple jump and become a podcast producer. Just like James Jenkins. You want to start us off? <gasps> just like me. Uh, just like Chip Thompson's thumbs. G.Y. Goliath. Nexus Polaris. Nicole Hansen. Kyle Geary. Andy Scott. Blake Thomas. Shaman Nomo. Erica Hutchinson. Melody L. Bonnet. Katie Garrett. Gabrielle Philipping. Potato underscore Shack 99. And Eric Siu. Thank, Thank you, you, podcast Thank producers. You. It's lovely Thank to see some new names. Much. Merry Christmas. Have you got, did you get Patreon for Christmas? That's no Christmas. Oh my God. Happy New Year. It's time. It's time amazing. now. It's time for the Game of the Year section of the Game of the Year podcast. It's only mm -hmm. taken us 40 minutes to get there. We'll start things off, Ashton, yes. with the Patreon voted number five. Yes. Um, this got 7% of the votes. I will say there was actually quite a big split um, between number five and number one, which we'll see very soon. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, number five, voted for by the Patreons, is Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Mm. Um, just a few of what the Patreons had to say. Cameron Keyword said it improved on the first game in almost every way. Fun challenges, deep story, and great boss fights. Mm-hmm. Stephen Norrie said that I loved the first game and this just gave me so much more of that feeling. And finally, Andrew Austin Worthy said, I loved the first game and this just gave me so much more of that feeling. Hey, I guess I forgot to copy the... <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. I made a mistake. I tell you who I can quote, though. I can quote Peter Austin, for uh -huh. whom it was also his number five. Yeah. And Peter said, it's no secret that I had a pretty awful time with this game on a technical level. And it's for this reason that I can't rank it any higher. However, it didn't sit right... Uh, for me not to give it a place in my list at all, because when it was actually working, I really did enjoy myself. My experience of Fallen Order was that it ran well, but had so-so gameplay and a slightly irritating protagonist. Here, things were reversed. While the experience was unstable for me, both the gameplay and story were vast improvements on the previous instalment, to a degree I didn't expect going in, leaving me far more excited for the third instalment than I could have hoped. Perhaps that one will run a bit better too. <laughs> there we are. Well, would you like to know what my number five was? What is it, Ashton? My number five was a game that I truly had a great time playing. I had a smile on my face the whole way through, nice. um, and that is Chia. Um, mm. It was just a real joy. It was so pretty. It was so clever. Um, they really embraced New Caledonian culture, a lot of it, mm. in terms of like the development cycle, how they embraced the culture, how they, they like championed um, musicians and artists was just fantastic. Mm. The whole message and um, like idea behind the game was brilliant, bringing nature back down to where it had been um, industrialized. The the combat was just silly, just throwing like fire at people. Mm. Um, I love that you could be basically anything in the game. Um, I just think it was a really, really brilliant game. And I think that it, it was made really well by a team that really cared about it. And I just really like mm. Chia. I think it's a fantastic game. Great choice. Nice. What's your number five? My number five is um, Mario Wonder, mm. which I wasn't expecting to put on either. Not because it's a, you know, a bad game. It's a fantastic game. That's why it's on number five. <gasps> um but yeah, I just, uh, you know, normally not one for like playing uh, 2D platformers these days, but uh, it's Mario. It's your boy. 
It's Chris Pratt. He was, <laughs> it's you him. know. It's your boy. Uh, it's, it's such a delight. The fact that, like, they managed to, I mean, obviously, you know, they, they nailed down the whole sort of 2D platforming thing decades ago with the mm-hmm. 2D Marios, but somehow they've still managed to innovate um, with such a lot of, like, surprises in there. Um, it's yeah, literally every single level is, like, full of wonder. It's got, uh, yeah, there's, there's typically, wonder. there's full of Mario wonder. Full exactly. of Super Mario wonder, more like, James. <laughs> full of Nintendo presents Ashton. Super Mario, what, yeah? Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, yes, it's, uh, every level has got, like, a crazy surprise. Like, most of them have this, um, uh, I think it's, like, a, a literally called a wonder flower. Yeah. And it changes the makeup of the level. And weird stuff happens mm. almost every single time. Like, I think the second or the third level, you've got singing and dancing piranha plants. And Love it's it. amazing. Like, yeah, and, you know, just the uh, the power-ups, the level design, uh, everything around it. It's just a real delight, you know, back to the classic sort of, like, 2D Marios and yeah I, I just you know I, I started sort of playing it occasionally you know a little little burst at a time and then more and more and just couldn't put it down so mm. it's pretty damn good oh and I've got here in summary Elephant Mario yeah. Elephant Mario Did I realised I actually forgot to put in my on men's <gasps> Super Mario RPG I had oh, a yeah. great time with that Man. game um, yeah. yeah I thought that was a great little game and a brilliant remake and mm, I forgot yeah. to put it in my on men's so and in the oh, bonus podcast we, we did over over festive period, mm. I remember an older game that I played this year that mm-hmm. I couldn't recall at the time. It was... Um, don't. It's gone again. <laughs> it's uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Yes. I did. Oh, I played yeah, okay. that. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, I played that for the Very first nice. time last year and I really enjoyed that. Wow. Um, nice. So, yeah, there's, a, there's an on mem. Even though it was the horrible... You know, oh, it's trilogy, the remake definitive. What do you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so well received. So good. So it worked yeah. great well. Uh, that, that's um, <laughs> misspelled science. It's a really good choice, James. I really mm. want to play Wonder. I haven't mm. had a moment yeah, yet. Oh, I yeah, I also, it's been on my well. list. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Like, the multiplayer is fun, like, uh, from what I've played as well. And it's just, uh, yeah, just more people being able to play a silly 2D Mario mm-hmm. at the same time. Always good. Love it. Lovely. My number five. Yes. Is The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. What? No, 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 Zelda, anyone else want to join? Yeah. Da, 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 no, da, sorry, da, I don't da, know. Da, 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 that's, that's the Zelda one. That's it. Yeah, that's the one. I had never played a Zelda game before. I'd never done it. No. In all the time that I've been playing video games, I've never been into Zelda or played a Zelda. Mainly it's because I've just not had Nintendo systems. I've always had Nintendo handhelds, but even then I haven't played the Zelda games on them because they're just not a series that I've ever experienced. However, I said at the start of last year that I wanted to be part of the zeitgeist. I wanted yeah. to be one of the cool kids who played Zelda. The Zelda geist. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And I did. I did. I played Zelda Tears of the Kingdom mm. and I finished it. So not only is it my first Zelda game, but it's also the first Zelda game I've actually Because you bounced off Breath nice. of the Wild. I did almost yeah. immediately because yeah. it was so massive. And it's so sort of open as mm. well. Mm. And like, yeah, uh, not not very... Well, it is guided, but it's like very much do your own thing, right? So. Yeah. Exactly. And that that's not necessarily as a Breath of the Wild problem as it is just a, a, an issue I have with certain types of games like that anyway. Mm. Uh, I would honestly probably, if I tried, I'd much prefer the more linear approach of the older Zelda games. Uh, although, given recent statements made by certain producers, it sounds like that those those are Aww. stupid. We don't want those anymore. We want I'm massive so open worlds. I did. Uh, I I do still think that Tears of the Kingdom was a bit too open for my liking, and I did 
practically golden path it by not really doing much of the science stuff. I found it uh, a little bit obtuse and frustrating in places, but that could just be because I was the first, you know, it was my first game, uh, first Zelda game. And also it's a sequel to a game which plays very similarly. Mm -hmm. Um, But I did finish it and I, I did really enjoy it. As frustrated as I was at various times playing it, it is gorgeous. It runs surprisingly well Mm -hmm. and it also has amazing music. And I was just, it's one of those games that I finished that it wasn't so much because I had suffered through it to finish it that I felt proud. But I felt proud because it was really challenging yeah. as, mm. as you know, as an experience and a type of game that I've never played before. I had to learn so much stuff in such a short amount of time. And people could play that game for probably years with mm-hmm. all the stuff that's in it. And I'm quite happy with my short experience uh, or shorter experience. I did still play it for bloody ages. Uh, but <laughs> yes, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, even though I sounded quite negative there, I actually really, <laughs> really did like it. And I'm very happy that I played it. And uh, it deserves it deserves a shout out from me in my number five position. I do have FOMO Sick. a bit. My boyfriend's been playing it this week. Like oh, he jumped awesome. back like, into yeah. it for the first time. And he's been really struggling to find a game that's like caught his interest. But he's been so into it. He's really? sort of grin oh, on his face. Nice. Like, he's like, yeah, this is the game I'm going to play. <laughs> We've no, got this it. Is the one. There's some genuinely like <laughs> really impressive and jaw-dropping moments in yeah. it. Like the addition yeah. of the Sky Islands while yeah. also, oh again, a little bit obtuse sometimes because you you know, you got to build all your little contraptions together, which I, I was rubbish at. I love it. Like, all yeah, I would end up doing either. was like, right, I'll stick yeah. a rocket on this, on this, <laughs> on this bloody uh, rock. And I'll put like a hover thing on as well. And then I'll whack them and I'll hop on and cling on for dear life and just hope it sort of carries me upwards. Usually I'd end up like corkscrewing. Yeah, so into many oblivion. times. So many times it goes wrong as yeah. well. But it was <laughs> super cool. Like, like diving yeah. off those those huge islands uh-huh. and like paragliding down. And when mm. you do build something that does work, it's genuinely really cool. The mm. whole underground, under dark bit, can't remember what that's called now. Um, that, because I haven't played it for months and months. That was like mind-bogglingly big and like quite um what's the term imposing like it was it was quite scary to be down there mm. yeah and i went down there as little as i had to but there were various points in the story <laughs> where you pretty much had to do it and i was i was so lost and turned yeah. around because it just again it gives you the gentlest of pushes and i'm like yeah. i don't know where i'm going i don't <laughs> know what's it? happening but <laughs> as a game that i as, as i said i i sort of had to work it out as i went like it was very satisfying when when all said and done mm-hmm. yeah no the underdark bit was very much uh like i didn't expect to like that as much as mm-hmm. i did as well but it was it was like tense trying to yeah. walk through like every sort of new bit and discover new new things and like yeah the amount of things i discovered there that genuinely was like either spooky or surprising or both and it's like wow this this is this is incredible mm-hmm. yeah very real sense of adventure there but yeah yeah um, I'm sure we'll come back to it very, very soon. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Possibly. Maybe it's not. It's time for the Patreon mm-hmm. voted number four, James. Mm-hmm. The Patreon voted number four is Resident Evil. Let me start again. <gasps> Resident <gasps> Evil 4. Uh, Final Fantasy 7. No. <laughs> Resident <laughs> Evil 4 Remake. Uh, 9% of you voted for this. Mm-hmm. Um, so a few uh, few comments. 
Andrew Little said Capcom smashed it with the remake. Not much more to say, really. Dan Amos said, uh, love the first game. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> brilliant modernization of an all-time classic elevated recently by a stellar VR update. This mm. makes this essential for PSVR 2 owners. If all, only all anyone owned it. It's Dan. Dan's <laughs> one of them. Dan's yeah, one of them. <laughs> Christopher Ridge said, the OG RE4 has always been a favorite of mine. Discourse surrounding that game has been done to death, so I won't bother there. But the remake managed to uh, recapture my love for that game and completely reset how I play it in the future. It's always the mark of a great remake if the way most players will choose to play that game in the future will be... Hang on, what? Hang on. If the, if the way most players will choose to play that game in the future will be with the remake instead of the original. Sorry, it was just said you in the future on the yourself. previous line and I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, I thought mm. I was repeating myself there. If BG3 hadn't come out this year, this would easily be my game of the year. But that's how it goes sometimes. Also, get out of here with that degrading knife mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> and no, Dan Scott said another wuh for Capcom mm. remakes, an improvement to an already excellent game in almost every way. Brilliant. I nice. wish that I hadn't played this game on stream. Yeah, we ruined it for you, didn't we? Yeah, oh, I, no. I really enjoyed yeah. it, but it's hard. When it's your first playthrough of a game and it's quite a long and it kind of, it's one of those games you want to play every, you know, over mm. the course of a few nights rather than a course of like two months. Yeah. And I wish I hadn't played this game on stream for the first time um, because everyone has loved this game mm. and I wish I had the same feelings because I I just didn't experience it in the right way. And that's just part of it, isn't it? Silly boys. Not even that. It's just it's like just a no. rough format to play. Yeah, a game because for the you're first playing time. it for like two hours at a time every yeah. week, potentially with breaks in the middle, and it mm -hmm. does. It's some. It's not the best way to first experience a game. So I think that I wish I had played it properly. But what I did yeah. play was really brilliant looking mm -hmm. and was good fun. And if everyone who played the original really liked it because it was a really faithful and well done remake, yeah. then you can't ask for much more than that, can no, you? No, you can't. It was great. Really can't good wait game. to no. play this. Yeah, another one on the list. Yeah. There Should I tell you what Peter's number four was? Yeah. He, it's another remake. He what? really liked the Dead Space remake. Mm. We absolutely ran this game into the ground on stream <laughs> and the poor thing became a bit of a joke by the end. Mm. Womp. But wow. playing in a dark room with my full attention and desire to properly explore its side quests, my first one in Dead Space was a thoroughly enjoyable and unnerving one. To use a phrase so often quoted by lazy reviewers, the remake is what the original game looks like in your memory, benefiting from a number of modern quality of life improvements but retaining the impressive atmosphere of its source material. There was still much room for improvement, but Pamela Japes and general joint stream hysteria aside, my more serious run this game was one of the spookiest of the year. Ooh. So there. Yeah, we did. Again, that was and that was one that I experienced for the first time on mm -hmm. stream. And that was uh, definitely not the like the it. optimum way to do it. People often ask us, why don't you play like, um, why don't you do a full playthrough of latest game that has just come yeah. out on stream? And this is the reason, because mm -hmm. we would... We would have to, if we wanted to give our genuine first impressions, yeah, like every time... Yeah, it's difficult toss-up, isn't it? We'd have to basically play it like this like you'd, it'd be a game that we'd be really excited for and it would take us two months to mm -hmm. play it yeah. and we'd have to you know it would be, just be such a disjointed experience if we were dedicated streamers who would stream for like eight hours a day mm, five yeah. days a week which some people do and i mad respect they'll mm. play a game over the course of our week yeah. or a few days it'd be very different and it's very it different and sense, it's a much yeah. more condensed and i think mm. better experience because even if you're chatting with like chat you still get to experience yeah. it but yeah and i suppose it's I that shared everyone's experiencing it for the first time anyway yeah, because so you don't wanna, you're not so bad you don't want to have played it before and be like 
Yeah. Oh, I wonder what's going to happen now. And yeah. like, you know, you don't expect it for the first time. It's part of the joy, isn't it? But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Should I tell you what my number four was? Yes, please. Go on. My number four was St- Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Mm. This game was brilliant. I had a great time with this game. I didn't experience any issues, um, like bug wise. I had no wow, glitches. Okay. I had no issue with like ah. the way it played at all. Um, and I quite liked the first one, if I'm being honest with myself. I really liked it. And I quite liked Cal Kestis. I don't know why everyone didn't like Cal Kiskis. Um, but I really, really enjoyed this game. I thought that the planets you went to, the places you visited were really interesting. Like the, the history was was great. And I just think that the story was really, really brilliant. And the twists and the turns and the way it ended was so clever. And not to be a nerd about things, but it's really interesting to like find out, like obviously when we do find out, how this fits in with the rest of Star Wars lore and how this character and these characters you meet can be fitting within this and this new story that we've got, this new you know vibe is how it's going to play into the rest of star wars is it is set up for another sequel like, yeah towards the end yeah i, I would i think so, so i not, think th- i think yet. there'll be another one yeah and he's a real good, dude good. as well you know so yeah he, he and he looks have, like that he could yeah. appear in live action quite yeah. easily yeah, yeah. yeah. Show. but i really enjoy jedi survivor so that is my number four fantastic my number four is final fantasy 16 mm. which i Voice. Definitely trailed off towards the end of it because it did go on for a long time. And I feel like a lot of modern Final Fantasy games for me, and I said this at the time on the podcast, tend to get a bit too weird towards the end, (laughs) you know, when you're fighting gods and stuff. And it's like, this is like... You know, I get that it has to have a grand finale, but this is... It does a bit, yeah. And I start... Bring back the giant houses. Yeah, where are the hell houses? Take me segueing. I don't understand. (laughs) Why are we wasting my time saving the universe here? (laughs) But I was fortunate enough with the DLC that just came out that we covered on the podcast uh, to be able to hop back into it. And it reminded me, actually, just how much I enjoyed playing that game. I like the the icon battles were really cool. The fact that it was a more grounded, grittier, more adult Final Fantasy game with swear words in and nudity and like sexual themes and stuff. The re- accents. Yeah, the regional accents were yeah. really good. Like there was so much attention to detail. The fact that in every cutscene, and I would love this to become a thing in all games going forward, you could pause it press the touchpad to open a sub menu and it would explain like there'd be basically a glossary of whatever keywords or characters were mentioned or taking part in that scene. It would give you some background on them. So if you're like, Mm. what the hell is this? What's the kingdom (laughs) of Walud again? What is that? And it's like, I would tell you what that is and what the relation is to others. There's a character whose sole responsibility in your camp is to explain to you the state of the of like the realm and like the different warring factions and who's oh who's sitting where it's and like who's a going gossip on. website yeah. basically it was like, it ba- like tmz yeah. they were clearly the clearly yeah. inspired by game of thrones with this mm-hmm. and and i loved it and the combat obviously very different and quite polarizing for final fantasy fans but as someone who did enjoy final fantasy 15 but felt that it was a bit crap in a lot of places because it had such a tumultuous development cycle mm. this really did feel like a complete product to me and also ben star as clive is is he's the best and he's my best friend so, <laughs> and he is I, amazing. I just think he's neat yeah so um yeah I, d- I really enjoyed final fantasy 16 and i'm really hopeful for the future of the 
of the franchise. I know Square Enix have done their usual thing where they say, oh, it underperformed even though it sold like, yeah. you know, yeah. millions of copies. But it was oh, a console a exclusive copies. on PS5, so hopefully yeah. it won't be long until it goes to other platforms as well. Yeah. And then yeah. you've got Final Fantasy Rebirth coming soon as well. So that that series is in, Quite I don't think strong. it's ever been more popular, to be yeah. honest. Square Enix are like the, the person in school who's like, no, oh, I didn't do very well on my test, and then they got like ninety-five out of hundred. Yeah, and like, you're like, shut up, yeah, Square Enix. No. You got your, you got your sixty, and you're Square. like, yeah. It's not our fault. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's like that tweet that says, "Can someone help? I've, I've got no money. Can someone help with my budgeting?" And it's like food bills, and then it, or candles. It's like six thousand dollars <laughs> yeah. per month. It's like stop spending so much money on like weird marketing stuff, like a song from an artist. You don't need that. Yeah. Yeah. We do, you don't stop doing weird. Like they're fantastic, but stop doing like these big tours where you're playing. The music live. Yeah. I'd love to see oh, those it. Those are pretty cool. But yeah. if that's where it's all the money's random, going, babe. you need yeah. to you need to just pri- reprioritize what, where your budget's going. <laughs> yeah. Stop uh, buying all those candles. <laughs> that's my number four. What's your I number mean, four, James? Candles aren't <laughs> candles aren't getting in his top five. Um, my number four is The Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom, mm. which probably by all rights should be higher and everything. Um, it's been a crazy year, all right. There's been a lot of crazy games. Mm-hmm. Um, this was, I mean, obviously, I like, echo a lot of the, the sentiments that, that Ben said. Um, just fantastic. Uh, this definitely isn't my first Zelda. It's only my first rodeo. But, um, <laughs> I've linked before. <laughs> <laughs> I have done for Zeldas. Um, but yeah, Breath of the Wild, this, this was like Breath of the Wild expanded in every way possible. Like, And I was, I was slightly worried at first that it would be a bit like, you know, oh, it's the same map and it's going to be a lot of the same sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But they've even managed to, like, just on the overworld, uh, provide enough surprises and enough sort of changes there um, on, on top of, like, the Sky Islands. And I was saying, like, the the um, the Underdark, whatever, I can't remember even I'll what it was called. Cool. Um, but, yeah, like, that was that was so good as well. Like, just the, the tension trying to, like, un- unlock and, like, venture into the dark until you can find a new sort of light source and, you know, illuminate it a bit. I, I came across a couple of big, scary monsties that were, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they, they were terrifying. And um, also the the thing that... The depths. The depths, of course. That's the Underdarks called. from Baldur's Gate. Yes, that's yeah. why it's in. Yeah, I just got go. to the Underdark this Makes week. Sense. That's why. That's hey. why I'm thinking that. Um, yeah, and obviously, I mean, I absolutely love the whole, like, uh, you know, them doubling down on, on player freedom, the creativity um, aspect of it. Um, building your own mad contraptions is just so much fun. I absolutely love that. Um, you know, coming up with just the most insane, unhinged vehicles and stuff. And mm-hmm. then inevitably it not working and then changing it multiple times and then crashing and, you know. Um, you know that guy you would find who want, always wants help, like, holding up a sign? The sign guy, yeah, yeah. That was that. probably my laziest, sloppiest work imaginable. <laughs> just like, just like jam this bit of wood on here. It's like this big, <laughs> always, awful always modern art thing. As long as it stays up for two seconds, I don't care what it looks like. I did, yeah. I, one time I tried to put some effort in and do like you know two planks in between and like a thing and you know rest in between that it failed and it's like all right well i'm just gonna get a massive wedge and wedge it yeah. on mm-hmm. like hold it up there it's like homer simpson's barbecue <laughs> yeah i was gonna say the um i do remember there was another sort of mini game guy i don't know if he shows up elsewhere but i remember one place where he's like um you need to hit this thing that's high up kind of like the fairground rise where you hit something and it goes boom yeah um and 
Yeah, uh, making this stupid, elaborate, like, rocket-powered seesaw. And I spent ages, and it, of course, didn't work. Mm. Um, but it was just so much fun doing that anyway. And and the fact that, you know, you, you've got, like, the, the same sort of level of freedom with, with the weapons and yes. fusing and stuff, that was mm -hmm. so good. Um, yeah, just, just so much fun. I oh, love the power-up where you yeah. can go through ceilings. Oh, yeah. That was yeah, my that favorite was, one. Yeah, that was just, cool. whoop, whoop, where am I now? Um, yeah, just amazing that... Uh, yeah, the, the fact that they got all of that physics-based like building stuff working on the Switch, and you, and it remembered what each and everything did with the rewind function as well. Mm. It's like how how are you doing this? It's wizardry. Like mm. the Switch is like a creaking old bit of hardware now. I like, know, Jesus, it was amazing. Yeah, but yeah, that's that, just incredible. Sorry. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Excellent. Wow. Well, time for the listener-voted number three. The bronze medal goes to... The bronze to... medal goes to Ooh. Marvel Spider-Man 2 with 14% of the vote. Mm -hmm. What did Nick Hudson have to say, Ashton? Nick said, it's more of the game I love. I already love and the symbiote powers were a great addition along with the wingsuit. Andrew Little said, a great addition to the story, amazing gameplay additions and a story that hits hard. The Jacobite said amazing continuation to both Spider-Men's stories, gameplay and visuals. Uh, great fun all round. Cameron Keywood said, the fast travel is insane in this game. An amazing story in Rogue's Gallery ties the package together. Give me DLC. <laughs> yes, please. David Lever says Spider-Man is a hero for everyone. And I think that's because anyone can relate to the story of someone imperfect with rent and relationships who just wants to do their best for those around them. Anyone can wear the mask. And with Spider-Man 2, that's <laughs> never been more true. You feel like a hero and you care about the world. Plus, the web wings are very fun. <laughs> mm -hmm. And um, Robert Golding said, swinging around New York once again was as fun as ever. And the change up of characters and additional fun elements that I had not had expected uh, that I had not expected, sorry. Uh, made for a fantastic game that in any other year would be the top game, no doubt about it. Uh, the Venom storyline was a lot of fun, and I'm hoping for some excellent story expansions in the same manner as the first game. Uh, Insomniac games really do make incredibly special PlayStation games. Roll on Wolverine. Mm. Yes. Exactly, and such a shame about the, the leaks. With I know, one, yeah. a real yeah. shame. People are the worst. Yes, they are. I will hold off on commenting about Spider-Man. Until later on. <laughs> Me too. What? Spoilers. Me too. Oh, well, I'm going to talk about it right now. Uh, I haven't <laughs> played this game. Sorry. Oh, James. <laughs> Sorry. Come on. But I will. I promise. And it looks really cool. 
Really Should I tell you about my my number three, or do you want to do Peter's first? Let's do Peter's first. You know what? I'm going to do Peter's one. Go on then. Yeah. Once I load it up on do you want my... want it here? Here it is. Wow, you've got it right there. Perfect. So prepared. Printed on so... dead tree. Mm. <laughs> Peter's number three is Baldur's Gate 3. <gasps> so, Interesting. he said... By rights, this should really be placed higher, but I only have a few hours of gameplay from the Christmas break to go on for now. But even in that short time, Baldur's Gate 3 has been very much living up to the hype. Everything from the audio-visual presentation to the freeform gameplay and fantastic characterization. Sorry, that 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 noodles yeah, is re- coming it's back. Repeating on <laughs> yeah, so. it's not. Sorry, yeah, I've given Peter. up on my noodles. <laughs> Everything from the audio-visual presentation to the freeform gameplay and fantastic characterization is making this an experience I can already tell I'm unlikely to forget. BG3 is, from what I can tell so far, a near flawless experience and deserves every one of the accolades it has been showered with. Mm. There you go. And I absolutely... Praise from Peter Austin. I agree, yes. And I will also maybe have more to say. I don't know. know. Who can guess? Who's to know? Mm. I'll say about mine now then. Um, My number three, and it's quite surprising because I don't think I've had a Nintendo game in my top three before on top five sorry i have put pikmin 4 as my number three Mm. i flipping loved this game i thought it looked amazing it played well it was fun the story was interesting the post game stuff was like quite substantial um i just think that pikmin is a great little game that anyone can play and i really think pikmin 4 is kind of like the epitome of what a Pikmin game can be. I that hang, hang, say, haven't said that. I've not played the other ones. But um, <laughs> I have watched lots of gameplay of them and I just mm. think Pikmin 4 was great. And um, yeah, I kind of love that genre. I like played Tinykin last, or the beginning of the year. Yeah. And that was a great time as well. It's a very similar, mm. you know, format of, you got a bunch of little dudes and they all do different things and they're <laughs> all, all helpful around. in different ways. Um, and I just think it's a great genre, and I think we should have more of these. More of these, please. Actually, yeah. more Pikmin games. But they did a great job with that game, and I really, I sunk a lot of hours into it, and I had a great time playing it. So excellent! Nice. I'm so happy three. they brought it back mm-hmm. as well. Like, yeah. And uh, yeah, from from the brief amount that I did play on stream, because I think I, I took your copy yeah. just to play on stream. <laughs> yeah. like, no, it's my time. I want to play with it. Um, but yeah, seemed seemed a lot of fun. Yeah, so. it's a good time. Excellent, James. Wow. What's your number three? I've got, in brackets, haters going to be mad, lol. (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, in space, no one can hear the mostly negative recent reviews on Steam. Did you know that actually when they were on the moon, Neil Armstrong loved They didn't have fun yeah. either. Yeah, you know, the, that was just part of the beauty of being yeah. like, it's Starfield, all right? It's Starfield. It's Starfield. Everyone else who's like, boo, look, this is my list, all right? All right, James. My all list. Right. James, stop clenching yeah. your fists. Literally no one's saying that, James. Put the knives down. I quite enjoy it. The Xbox are so happy. <laughs> Xbox, tell mad lol. Tell us about Starfield, ah, James. Well, let me just bring up many, many notes for this. Oh my god. Um, Settle no, it's in, not guys. that bad. It's not Should that we bad. just? Do you want like twenty <laughs> minutes? We Should we come yeah. back? Yeah, yeah. You just guys, just do your own thing for a bit. It's got um, bullet points down there. Obviously, James, is this that game a Venn has... diagram? <laughs> this, yes. You got a bar chart on there. What's that? Neil Armstrong, fun. Yeah. Actually, well, no. Starfield's in the middle. <laughs> if you could please all turn your attention to the Excel spreadsheet I emailed you. <laughs> it's a Starfield, the right? Yeah. I had a lot of fun with it. Good. Mm-hmm. Despite, you know, there's some obvious issues, but apparently a lot of people 
didn't like this game. And also, apparently, it became quite a revisionist thing to suddenly not like this game either. Mm. That's a whole different matter. I'm not getting into that. I will but, say quickly that mm. I, you know, we spoke on the podcast about it at the time, and I yeah. was really enjoying it. Mm. And I would have loved to carry on that momentum. But my number three stopped. stole all of my attention. And then by the oh, time yeah, I came yeah. back, I just couldn't get back into it. And I was <laughs> yeah. gutted. Yeah. I don't hate Starfield. And I the just, thing is, it's a slow start as I well. I feel the same. Helped, it took, yeah, like, yeah. I... Mm. I was into it, and then, like, I just kind of, little bits and pieces kind of irked me, and I was like, oh, just not really, like, yeah. I think if it had been a year where there wasn't many other games mm. where I had wanted to play them, because it would have probably mm. caught my attention yeah. for a lot longer, but I think Spider-Man came out pretty also, soon after, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't help, because it's also, like, a big game as well, and then mm. there's, like, you know, and again, quite open-ended. You don't have to follow the main quest. It's mm-hmm. classic Bethesda stuff. All that's to um, say that it has but, it has an awful lot going for it, yeah. but it, but it is something of a punching bag, perhaps Thank unfairly. So t- tell us, James, why you like it. Well, obviously, you know, there was a, there was a lot of overhype and stuff and etc. It wasn't quite like a big masterpiece and everything. But for me, as a Bethesda apologist, self-confessed, <laughs> um, it still had enough of that sort of core a Bethesda. Todd head. A Todd the head. absolute Todd yeah. head, yeah. Oh, I like that. I'll get on a shirt or something. Um, yeah, it still had that like that classic sort of, enough of that classic Bethesda-iness to it to be like super satisfying. Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to sound weird, but like the one of the biggest things that, I liked about it is that it did weirdly still feel immersive to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know, yeah, like loading screens everywhere. Yeah, it's a nightmare. It's annoying. But it still just had that sort of thing that all the other Bethesda games had in that you could genuinely like get lost and sort of live in that world a little bit. Um, and I really like that. And obviously, you know, this is with the caveats of all the things wrong. I know, you know, there's a lot of loading <laughs> screens, et cetera, et cetera. Um, something I did really appreciate was they they tried to increase a lot of the RPG elements, like um, the different builds uh, actually sort of made somewhat of a difference there. Um, you know, not quite as crazy as you know, maybe some other RPGs that release this year, for example. But, um, you know, they, they also had like a lot of dialogue options. Again, you know, maybe overshadowed, but... I, I really appreciated that. You could persuade your way through certain situations, and that's pretty cool. Um, the faction quests were amazing. Like, uh, at least the ones I've done, you know, the Crimson Fleet and the UC Vanguard, both incredible stuff. I've heard good things about, like, yeah, the other two as well. Um, a lot of the, you know, the, the smaller side quests as well, like the Mantis, if, you know, you've got FI, it sort of pushes it on you quite early on, but the Mantis quest is amazing. Um the second half of the main quest, believe it or not, does improve significantly. So I have heard. Yeah. And there is one really near the end that might be one of my favorite, like Bethesda quest lines uh, or quests ever. Um, it's called Entangled. So, yeah. That's all I'm going to say. If you know, you know. I'm going to say. Yeah, if you know, so you make know. a note of it. Um, and yeah. And then, like, at me and say, like, hey, this is amazing. Yeah, this should have been <laughs> 10 out of 10. <laughs> James Jenkins, so correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just, just in terms of like the core loop, I, I really thought like it was still quite a lot of fun. Um, the shipbuilding as well really got the what me. building the ship ship with a p with a p <laughs> the flip building the flip building oh there's been a lot of flip building around man this game. I wish I could have got yeah. into that but I had no flipping oh, clue what was going man. on I'm so stupid I felt it was, <laughs> was no like, it was quite was hard like, to like, I was like am, into. am I an idiot <laughs> no, why took... is it not explained to me how to do this am I stupid what do all these things mean that's one of the many things that they should have done is like explain things a little bit more and that took me a while to like get my head around mm-hmm. it but 
super satisfying building like a crazy you know like the ship of your dreams and then just like going overboard and building this massive great the hulking goliath and it doesn't really fly very well but i don't care it's mine yeah. um the yeah a lot of making stuff. by yeah. unshackling it in mods oh, and stuff like genius. star destroyers yeah, yeah. Like, it's crazy yeah. Mm-hmm. oh my god very cool um yeah i'll sort of like wrap up and say like you know the 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 random exploration yeah that's that's not great Mm-hmm. Um, just picking like a random planet and it's kind of going against Bethesda's like one of their core strengths like you can't just pick a direction and go anywhere and still find some cool stuff yeah. um, but I mean I, I, firstly I did kind of like the, the zen like exploration occasionally it, you got to sort of space it out and whatnot. but um, yeah I, I do think that if you sort of focus it from like a, a quest driven exploration rather than a, a just pick a random direction and it's not the Bethesda way, unfortunately, but it does make for a much better experience playing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think, yeah, the, the the New Game Plus stuff was also very, very cool, and I'm very excited for what's going to be made. So really, it's, it's kind of like me saying, yeah, I put a lot of hours into this, and I know it's basically an 8 out of 10 game, but I loved it a lot. Mm-hmm. And That's what this list is for. And that's okay, Exactly. And yeah. no, no, neither of us are going to attack you. No, it's all right, James. But you're on the other hand. We'll be talk behind fuming. your back about how. Oh, that's fine. That's fine yeah. Can you believe we've let him? We were actually okay, saying on the three. we were actually saying on the podcast, but I was really interested in hearing what you were going to yeah. say about Starfield in mm-hmm. the game of the year because yeah. we we had all knew that I was going to put it. I knew yeah. you were going to talk about it. We, I mean, we'd yeah, all called fair. off on it, that's but um, I'm I'm going to make a pledge right now that because currently 2024 doesn't yeah. look as hog wild for mm-hmm. games for me personally as last year did. Yeah, and I genuinely do feel that if I had more time at the end of last year I would have stuck with it's just because we're all on such a tight schedule in terms of the Mm -hmm. next thing coming out I would like to return to Starfield this I year. I would almost say, or... yeah, uh, that's that's good. That's good. I would almost say it's probably worth waiting until like the next DLC or Maybe. at least a big overhaul yeah. patch. Yeah. Or something. yeah, something like that. Because I'm waiting to the Cyberpunk kit do... and they've fixed it. Exactly. And I do. <laughs> I do really hope. Save. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm trapped. stuck in neon. I'm oh, not no. going back. I'm still trapped there. Oh god. <laughs> Can't get out. Thing, like, Free me. <laughs> Some of the, you know, a lot of complaints about, oh, it's not handcrafted enough. Some of the handcrafted, like, cities are incredible. I do yeah. really love that as well. So, I stole, Neon and Aquila City. Are I stole one thing and I'm stuck <laughs> in Neon forever. You're in prison. <laughs> lol. But anyway, yeah, that's Starfield. Uh, come at me, haters. Lol. <laughs> but yeah, that's mine. Well, Brilliant. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you said your piece. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Our silver medal, James Jenkins. Whoa, well, I haven't done my number oh, three. No. Yes. Uh, oh, so sorry. My bronze medal is Lies of P. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another I game. I wish I played more of this. The sort of ca- well, I didn't necessarily come out of nowhere. Like I we were aware of Lies yeah. of P for a while. Yeah, you did suck at it. I sucked it. And so you'll find out how much Ashton was bad at it by signing up to our Patreon and watching the Rules Boss episode yeah. about it. Um, I bloody loved this game, and mm. I was really worried because when I first saw it, when we all first saw it, I thought. That looks like clockwork, Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. I'm really, really into that aesthetic. Yeah, and then there I was some that. gameplay footage and I thought, yeah. man, that looks good. But mm-hmm. you I'd also really weren't sure that. because you like to play your Soulsborns in co-op. I do. And you were like, yeah. oh, I don't know if I'm going to like it because it's, it's a single player game. And you were a bit apprehensive going You're into it about like... whether you were going to like it or not. Absolutely. Yeah. This is usually my concern with Souls likes because mm. most uh, Soulsborne titles from um, uh, Hidetaka Miyazaki mm-hmm have some sort of multiplayer because I really enjoy that social aspect. I enjoy exploring it with friends and almost all Souls-likes do not have that available. 
So I was very apprehensive. And then I played the demo and it kind of like I was doing absolutely fine. Then I got to the first boss and it kicked my ass. And then I ran back to the first boss and it kicked my ass again. It happened a couple more times. And I thought, you know what? Screw this. I don't have to do it. I don't have, it, you know, I don't have some sort of like gamer, I don't have some sort of like gamer reputation to uphold. You know? I can not like things. That's yeah. okay. I don't have to blindly like all yeah. souls likes. Um, and so I just sort of put it down after the demo. And then we got a code for it. And I was like, Oh bollocks! I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to really try. Oh, now. We got a free game. And eventually, I got through that <laughs> yeah. first boss, and I still did struggle for a while. And there were certain bosses where it was like the difficulty spikes were flipping mental. Mm -hmm. And full credit to Neowiz, the developers. They have listened to feedback, and they have tuned those things. Oh, they have made good. certain okay. parts easier. They've yeah. debuffed cert uh, certain bits and buffed other bits. Mm. Um, and I got through most of the game before they actually did that. So I feel quite proud of that. Um, but yeah, the more I played of it, the more I just absolutely loved it. It's the most from software-like, Souls-like I've ever played, I think. And it is definitely yeah. more Bloodborne than Dark Souls. It is, I haven't played many Souls-likes, and I think this is definitely cemented when I tried to play Lords of the Fallen, mm -hmm. which I really oh, didn't yeah. like. Um, this is the best Souls-like I've ever played, and I cannot wait to see what they do next. I still think that the weird connection with Pinocchio allegories is a bit strange, a bit mm -hmm. of a strange choice, but given what was teased at the end of the game, yeah. I'm very excited to see what they're actually building to here. And uh, yeah, I can't wait. To, I, I completely took me by surprise. Yeah, I love the the Pinocchio sort of links. I mean, now that old Mickey boy, Mickey Mouse yes. is, is free reign. Mitchell could show um, up. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait for a Souls like with uh, Mitchell Mouse. I hope yeah. they make um, Lies of P like that TV show Once Upon a Time, where they just keep adding in more... Or Disney like, Dreamlight Valley. Disney Dreamlight Valley. You've got to go yeah. help. Yeah. Another one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I was a Woody Souls like as yeah. their first Souls like that this that this team has ever made. They just smashed it out of the park. I mm. cannot wait to see what they do next. And even though it made me so so very mad at, <laughs> at multiple points, especially the last boss, uh, I, I I love it. I think it's brilliant and. I, I was tempted to go back through and get the Platinum Trophy and really see it all the way through and finish it, do New Game Plus and stuff. But I think, unfortunately, I've left it too long now and all of my skills have like atrophied no. and I've forgotten how to play and I'll get cross all over again. Exactly. <laughs> so I don't think I'll be able to go back through it. But uh, Liza P, brilliant. Um, my number three game of the year. Beautiful. Nice. Now you can do your number two, James. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Right. So for number two, as voted for by you, the patrons... You did this. The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Hey. As a, a whopping, as a hell of a jump from um, the previous one was 14%. Mm. This is 22% of you voted mm. for Tears of the Kingdom. And, you know, quite understandably, yeah, I've, I've said a little bit about it before, uh, as has Ben. Incredible game. Uh, what, is, what have the rest of the people said? Well, Chris McVeigh said, the zenith of the Breath of the Wild formula. Breath of the Wild was already a fantastic sandbox adventure game, but further expanding it with surprisingly intuitive building and vehicle mechanics turns it into a game where you can do whatever you want at any time in any way imaginable. Traversing the sky using bits you've glued together to make a plane never gets old. Mm -hmm. Dr. Mundy said, returning to the world established in Breath of the Wild through a new lens was an intriguing and exciting experience. I forgot oh, to recolor this. Who wants, right. oh, who wants to read Roberts? I can do this one. Um, building vehicles. So Robert Golding said, building vehicles to crash around Hyrule was more fun than I could have blah, blah, was more fun than I could have anticipated. Sorry, there's a slight typo there. Um, <laughs> and with a story that felt fleshed out in a way that Nintendo often does not push itself to do. 
The game I poured the most hours into this year, and I'm glad I did. Running around in the depths in the early game was a stressful yet exhilarating experience. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, normally not found in Nintendo-made games. And if this is the way that Zelda games are going to be made in the future, we're in for good times. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, and this was meant to be me, but someone can take it. Sure. <laughs> David Lever says, a phenomenal achievement and experience which pulled off a miracle in making Breath of the Wild's well-trodden Hyrule feel mysterious again. Great combat, engaging story, and a masterful traversal. It's just an amazing time. Excellent. There we are. Listeners voted second place game of the year. James. Yes. What's your number two? Oh, my number two is incredible. <laughs> Why did you say it like that? Alan oh. Wake 2. Oh, really? It's Alan your number Wake two? Alan Wake 2 okay. wow. was a mind-blowing experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I just, again, it was, um, you know, a fair few surprises this mm -hmm. year. I hadn't even played the first one. I did a hastily sort of viewed what's going on in the story of Alan Wake video and mm -hmm. then dove into this one. Uh, I had played Control, so it was nice to see some, um, yeah. you know, some links up in there. Um, but yeah, uh, what a last impression. So it's like, you know, survival horror, detective, and it's just all... Yeah, it's a sort of mashup of those sort of things, but it's all just a mind flip from start to finish. Mm -hmm. And I love those sort of those sort of stories. Um, I like the fact that you know you were playing as like both Alan and uh, Detective Wake. Saga, <laughs> both Alan and Wake mm -hmm. and two. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes, you're playing as Alan Wake and uh, Saga Anderson, uh, the detective lady who. Um, yeah, so she's she's sort of new to the whole thing, but she's trying to figure out what's going on. That side of thing was amazing. You actually felt like a detective with the whole, um, you know, you, you bring up an, um, bring up your sort of mind, mind palace. place, yeah, yeah, your mind palace, <laughs> mind and palace. instant, yeah, essentially, Brilliant. Um, and instantly um, another technical feat, like which is amazing. Anyway, you're instantly just in this um, the detective room with your board and like your your suspects that you can sort of um, do some mental um, powers ish kind of mental gymnastics. Let's call them. Um, to figure out who's doing what and what their real story is. Alan Wake's part, incredible, just stuck in a dark place. Uh, very sort of, that, that was even more like weird as expected. Um, but yeah, I, I just loved everything about this. Um, I, I did really enjoy the fact that it was so like a lot of people saying like it's very sort of Twin Peaks. I've not watched like a lot of Twin Peaks, but mm. I, I completely get the the sort of comparison. Mm. Um, I really like the fact that there's a surprising amount for for a very scary horror game, and it does get quite scary. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of silly bollocks in there. There's you know? so much silly it, bollocks, and I love that. And the fact that it's you know. It, it could easily have fallen so flat, but for s somehow they managed to like make it both be self-aware, but also make it completely believable with like the characters that are set in that sort of setting as well. Like they fully believe that and just roll with it. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I love that. And, and the whole sort of um, story as well being a very sort of meta narrative -y thing. I think that actually helps that because you get, you know, you get like. Things like Metal Gear Solid, where it's like, this is meant to be serious, but then, of course, Hideo Kojima chucked in a load of weird nonsense. And it doesn't really, like, you're still meant to take it seriously despite that. Like, here, this, at least for me anyway, like, the silliness wasn't pulled away because it kind of, like, fits into the theme of, like, well, hang on, what is real? You're, you're questioning everything. Because, mm -hmm. you know, Alan Wake's writing this crazy sort of story that changes and, and the fact that it changes the actual level as well as the stories mm -hmm. itself. Yeah. 
amazing stuff, yeah. Also, the music, amazing. Voice acting, performance, amazing. Uh, I would say it's such a shame that, like, the... Um, uh, the voice actor that played Casey and yeah. Max Payne, yeah, it was very away, sad uh, in December. So yeah, uh, James Perry McCaffrey uh, was the guy. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's such a shame. But like, yeah, it's, it's nice to see such a an incredible game that you know has his sort of legacy there. Mm-hmm. So um, but yeah, oh, I know also say like there, there's a bit like halfway through. Uh, many people have mentioned this already. There's a bit halfway through which is incredible, and yeah. Certainly is. So incredible. It's also my number two. Yeah, come on. Alan Wake 2. I've literally only just finished talking about this on the podcast Mm. in the last couple of weeks. So I've, you know, Mm. there's not much more ground I need to go over here. But this, I will say that it is the first Remedy game that I've actively really come away from having Mm. enjoyed. And like I've I've understood it and got got it in the sense that it's like, okay, I see what people are like losing their minds about. Like this like is actually good, but really good. Yeah, control. Amazing. People were losing their minds about control. I felt completely disconnected from that. Alan Wake yeah, One obviously was a long time ago, but has a has a has a significant following and received a lot of fanfare at the time. Obviously, it's aged quite a lot now because it's an older game. Mm-hmm. But Alan Wake Two, I was very hesitant going in. Uh, all you need to do is listen to the podcast from like three episodes ago. Where I was like. Mm, like it's mm-hmm. it's good, it's undeniably good, but yeah. like here's these, you know, I still think it's a bit weird and like it's very meta and Sam Lake's in it loads and <laughs> that keeps pulling me out and it's weird. It's but cool. like it is one of, ab- absolutely undeniably one of those games where I was just thinking about it all the time when I wasn't yeah. playing it and I wanted Same. to sit down and do more. But also I didn't want to sit down and do more because it was actually intensely quite frightening at several points. <laughs> I was yep. so yep. tense playing it and so like... Just like my heart hurt playing it, like my chest is <laughs> like, oh god, I'm so stressed. The, the this game is so horror-y. stressful. Yeah, the, the actual like gameplay and survival horror bits were, were quite good. I felt like it was like fairly well balanced. It was yeah. like a little bit of uh, controls feel a little bit sort of stodgy and on purpose, but mm-hmm. the, it wasn't like too bad. I felt I never felt like it was frustrating. No, it wasn't but, frustrating. Yeah. I, the, I did find a couple of frustrating bits, like the they they oh, they did use chase sequences a few times where yeah. it was like one wrong move and you've got to do it all again i was like okay well how am i meant sometimes it's not clear where i'm meant to go mm-hmm. so and then you know it there's nothing that takes you out of a game like having a scripted sequence that you've got to do several mm-hmm. times which yeah. was a bit rubbish but like i can't even i can't even say because it'll be a spoiler but like there no. there is like a a level or a chapter of sagas where i was just like having the worst time because i was so stressed the entire way through there's a sort of water-based enemy for me that really uh, yeah, frustrated me. I'd say the stuff uh, that preceded the. I know exactly what you're talking of, about, yeah. and it's the stuff that preceded the water based. Yeah. That that whole <laughs> level was possible. like, oh my god! Uh-huh. It's, uh, oh. Yeah, I, I stop turning off the lights. Just leave <laughs> the lights on. It's fine. We don't need all the but lights. It's the on. dark place, Ben. Oh god. Be anyway, dark. brilliant game. Like, really, really blew me away. Yeah. And I was, I came into it with such low expectations and with <laughs> such a. I'm not even trying to. I don't want to make it seem like I came in wanting to hate it, but like I came in with like such a foul mindset. Cause I was like, okay. You're a bit cynical. About every, yeah, exactly. Everyone's, it, everyone's saying it's so bloody good. Come on then. Wow me. And you know what? It did wow me and fair play. Nice. So that is, that's my number two as well. It's not my number two. Why? And it's not Peter's either. 
Um, I've not played it yet, and I do. It's definitely one that I do want to give a go. So it's good. Maybe at you'll, some point this you'll year. love and hate it. Yeah, cool. Um, Peter's at number two was the Resident Evil Four remake. Being a remake of what I consider to be the best, not favorite, game I have ever played, the Resident Evil Four remake has such big shoes to fill. But Capcom delivered once again. It was so refreshing to explore a world I'm so intimately familiar with and be able to feel scared and vulnerable in it again for the first time in a decade. It's impossible to say why I love this game in just a few sentences but a very basic summary would be that Resident Evil 4 is a tense and visceral but maintains a silly action and wonderful characterization of the first outing I'd buy it at a high price Um, (laughs) my number two is Baldur's Gate 3 I as of last night have 24 hours in this game um, and <laughs> yes, and I'm in Act Two, and I am just having a fantastic time. I've played the whole thing in co-op. I am a tiefling called Layla, and my boyfriend's playing a um, dwarf monk called Winnie. Um, Winnie, yeah, great. And we're just hanging out, just Not doing a quests. Into a bear. No, no. Okay. no. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I just think it's brilliant. I like the characters have all got such distinct personalities mm. and stories. It's all very interesting. Um, I like the way that things change as you go through and the more you take characters out with you, like it affects your relationship. I just think it, everything in it is done so well. I've never been one that likes turn-based games. I've not really been one that likes this kind of top-down um like perspective style. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like it's never been yeah. one like on all factors Baldur's Gate 3 should not be a game that I like I don't really like high fantasy that much and I'm never really drawn to it but I was like everyone loves this game mm-hmm. there has to be a reason why and I com- I completely and totally understand why it's not my number one because one I haven't finished it and two the other game is something like that. I just I really love that game. Um, but I really think Baldur's Gate three deserves every single bit of praise that it's got, and I think that it is just a brilliant game that's really opened my eyes to this entire genre. And I I'm afraid that I, so I've peaked too early with it. I'll never play another one because Baldur's Gate three is just too no. good. <laughs> I mean, um, Larian's previous games are great, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I still think Baldur's Gate tops yeah. them. So yeah, <laughs> worth a punt though. I just love Absolutely. that you can do whatever you want like there's so many ways to deal with everything we accidentally bugged out a quest last night um by releasing some people from prison using switches but if you did that it bugs it out which is a known bug but these are just things that happen in a game this big um and i we like killed like everyone in this area we got our ass kicked two of the characters died we had to get them both back and then um and then we like we bugged it, so we reloaded it, did it in a completely different way, like uh-huh. stealthed everyone out, like made sure that no one was gonna come and interfere with our fights, and released them in a different way. And it's just like mm-hmm. even just doing that and experiencing just two different ways of yeah. doing the same thing, it's just great. And the fact you can play it and be as good as you want, you can ignore people, you can destroy entire like like storylines if you just don't do this exact thing if i played it again i could make one different decision and it would affect so many things in the game the ripples are just massive Mm -hmm. and i've never experienced a game where i felt like every decision i make genuinely affects everything else that's Mm -hmm. going on and it's just really really nice to feel so a part of a game 
And I just think that they've done such a brilliant job. And yeah. Also, I kiss Shadowheart. Whoa. Yeah, I kiss Shadowheart. And um, she's like really close to like just saying she loves me. I gave her a flower. She loved a that. A flower? So, I mean, she loved yeah. it. That's it. That's all That's we need. Nice. My boyfriend is on a mission to get... Um, Get sleep with one of the other characters first, and or get the most kisses. <laughs> you guys okay. um, speed running the same yeah, cause, thing. Yeah, because he uh, Gail started being like proper flirty with his character, oh, and he was like, "I don't want to, huh? I don't want to kiss choose. Gail. I don't want. Uh, what's going on?" And I'm, and I'm like, "You can't kiss Gail before I kiss Shadowheart." And he's like, "I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna kiss them all." <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I just that game is brilliant, and mm. we'll talk about why mm. um, again very soon. But it's just wow, <laughs> what a great game. Speaking of this great game, yeah. It is the Patreon voted number one position. It's Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, It has 38% of the votes. It was the most mentioned, like, comment on the original post. There was no doubt in my mind that it would be the number one this year. It's won everything this year. It's really mopped up, but it's Mm -hmm. just, what a great game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Would you like to hear what they said? Well, James will tell you. All right, then. Well, Richard Major says... I'm not going to do this voice. Um, (laughs) It's the game which deeply scratches the itch left from Skyrim that I've been looking for for over the last 10 plus years. Um, I love the writing and characters. The environments feel unique, but reassuringly fantasy tropey. I like that you can accidentally sell not just your own, but the underwear of your companions. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a top feature, that. Mm -hmm. Uh, It feels like a game which will be worth replaying over and over. You can have totally different allegiances with different groups, make very different choices and go different places. Also, it was cheap compared to most PS5 games. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it was. Fair point, yeah. Chris Thompson's Thumbs said, by far the best game of the year. I love D&D. I love well-written, well-crafted and well-made RPGs. And I love any game that allows you to go back to your camp and chit-chat with all your companions. Dan Amos says, absolute pinnacle of RPGs. Great story, great choices, great characters, great combat. Dr. Mundy says, a tour de force of Dungeons and Dragons in video game form. Incredible writing and an overall gripping experience. Robert Golding says, one of the finest RPG experiences out there, as deep and complex as the system it's based on, with a true playground of a world to get lost in. An excellent story that I enjoyed from start to finish helped propel this to the top of my list for the year. The PS5 version was also amazingly well done by Larian, and it played fantastic on a console with a controller, and it felt like an absolute joy to play throughout. A beautiful musical score complemented the game, left me humming the tunes for weeks after. What a game! By the river! (laughs) (laughs) Christopher Ridge said, it really is just 100% D&D 5e, so it's a system I'm already familiar with. What does that mean? With. It's a system of D&D, so it's like... Um, it's just, yeah, it's the <laughs> I assumed it was. I just wasn't <laughs> yeah. sure what it meant. It's like okay. you can have different ways of playing Oh, like 5th edition. 5th edition. edition, yes. Gotcha. Sorry, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, the story and dialogue contingencies allow for essentially any type of experience regardless of how you choose to play, and the writing and presentation makes me actually love or love to hate almost every character and story beat. The game isn't perfect, but it's as close to a proper D&D video game as technically we will currently allow... As technology, sorry. It is truly a masterpiece of modern video gaming fantastic well said everybody that is the patreon voted game of the year as you said by a landslide what Mm -hmm. was in second place 22 percent and this one at 38 so yeah absolutely no competition Mm -hmm. there uh james i have a feeling that the three of us are going to be rather united on our number one so do you want to tell us what you're thinking sticking with the theme you know Mm -hmm. everyone else seems to like Baldur's gate free it's actually my number one game of the year as well surprise um and yeah like despite the fact that technically 
technically I still haven't finished it because my PC blew up. They didn't blow up. <laughs> but like it's it's gone and it's very sad. Um I actually bought like a reasonably priced laptop to play this some more and finish oh, it really? in case I have to send off my PC mm-hmm. because it's that good. Um, and it's yeah, that like, buggered. Yeah. It's, yeah, I mean, Baldur's Gate was just phenomenal. A lot of the things you've, you've already covered anyway. Um, you know, the characters are amazing. Combat, like I, I sort of love this sort of combat. So this is, you know, uh, just absolutely my cup of tea. It took me a while to get but, yeah. used to, but now mm. I'm so into it. Now yeah, I'm like, nice. yeah, let me get my big axe out. <laughs> I could do, I'm like, get out of the way. I'm going to do a massive attack. Like, yeah. move out of my way. Just uh, spec Kalak into like, you know, a tavern brawler, which means like she gets extra damage from throwing stuff. So she's just chief thrower. She'll pick stuff up and throw. I've had like stuff. such so a good. bad time with Carlac so far. She's <laughs> she's my follower when mm-hmm. I'm playing in yeah. co-op, um, and her movement is so limited mm-hmm. that she's like she's like <laughs> taking six paces. Oh. No. no. Oh no. It's all right. We've still got some time on our card. It was just giving us a warning. Okay. Um, it. She's got such limited movement that she'll take like. Every single turn will be six steps towards someone to hit really hard. <laughs> she'll then miss with a ranged attack mm-hmm. and then wait. Yeah. And then that person she was going after will have been killed. So she'll then just slowly, like she'll go entire like fights without hitting a single person because she just can't get in there fast yeah. enough. I'm a get barbarian and I have similar <laughs> issues, but I've kind of, I've like specced out my barbarian character to not do that because it was really pissing yeah, me off. Yeah, it's tricky. Yeah, um, but I, I love the fact that, you know, you're saying like uh, by all measures, like this is a game that you wouldn't have enjoyed normally, but the fact that it's so good, it's like broken for that. And I love the fact that it's become so popular with, it seems to be a story for a lot of people where they're like, oh, I wouldn't normally touch that weird sort of turn-based D&D nerd stuff, but I, yeah, actually it was really it's good. It's a bit like the yeah, Elden like, Ring of this year. Good. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. like, yeah it really hit people. the mainstream. Mm. But uh, but yeah, incredible. I, I love the, the sort of variation of... Um, uh, the, the not only like the combat and stuff, but uh, and the way you know different moves can link together, but also like the variety of builds that you can make. It, it being like very sort of faithful to uh, to D and D rules. Mm. Um, I uh, yeah, I don't know a huge amount about that, but the fact there's so much variety. I I want to do about like six different characters, and mm-hmm. I haven't even finished one yet. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's phenomenal. Uh, very sort of like number crunchy. You know, real sort of uh, depth to it as well, which I do love. Um, yeah, great, great stories across the board, like uh, just, you know, the companion stories and stuff. Um, it's just, and, and there's so much of it. It's like, oh, I've written down like so much video game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say, uh, oh, uh, yeah, so so was it was it uh, Christopher Ridge that said it, it is like the most accurate sort of way of like representing D&D. Mm-hmm. Um, as close as it's come in video game form. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to share some of the, the weird stuff that's happened because okay. I, you know, as I mentioned before, I love the the silly stuff that happens yeah. in these games. And like, obviously, very early on, you have a chance to like, you know, you come across a particularly aggro squirrel, you can roll to kick it. Yeah, I rolled. Kick I it. befriended a squirrel. <gasps> wow, Look, I was I was playing a little bit of a you know a bad boy gnome. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Bad boy bard gnome. (laughs) Um, Speaking of like barding it up while someone else like just robs the crowd, done that a couple of times. Mm -hmm. Great stuff. Um, You mentioned like the sort of prison break e sort of thing. I did that. Yeah, I did that in a very sort of fun way, like quite recently, where it's yeah. um, Tried to stealth it, but basically uh, conjure a little illusion, lure some people to a cliff, push. 
Yeah. Rinse, repeat. I threw, <laughs> I threw a couple so of fun. eyeballs off of a cliff. <laughs> oh my you god, what? that's incredible. There's these like floating eyes. Yeah. Right. And they'll they'll get bring reinforcements. Okay. So I got my barbarian like right up next to it, and I just picked it up and I just yeeted it oh off the cliff. Oh my god! Nice. Amazing. Nice. That is incredible. Um, yeah, and and another one like convincing a big scary uh, you know hell monster thing to kill all its friends and then itself. Yeah, because, I did that. Yeah, yeah. We're just gonna just gonna get the silver tongue persuasion mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Um, also licked a dead spider. Oh, how was that? Cool. Did it taste nice? Yeah, it's all right. Mm. Yeah, I think so. Um, it's just there's so many random, just very silly but very fun stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just the perfect RPG because, like you said, it you know all the choices matter as well, and like it seems to take you on wildly different sort of paths. Mm-hmm. So, I shot um, a bad guy with an arrow, and yeah. it was an arrow that like has a thunder clap. So when it hit him, it knocked him and two of his mates straight into the yes. lava, and they all died. And I was like, brilliant. brilliant. How good is that? And then one point, I was getting told off for so stealing good. something, mm-hmm. and the, the character was standing at the top of the ladder who was telling me off. And Ben's character just came and just shoved her, and she died. And I was like, this is what I love about it with Amazing. the co-op as well. It seems like there's so much shenanigans you can get yeah. as well. So. No, it's a um, fantastic game. Yeah. It really is. Excellent. We're well, deserving game of the year Amazing. there. It's now time to talk about Peter's <gasps> game of the year. Yeah. As well as possibly both of our games of the <laughs> yes, year as well. Yes, I think uh, you are correct. Uh, I mean, it's been an incredible year for video games. I think, in as someone said earlier, in any other year, this probably would have won Game of the Year in a lot of places, mm-hmm. but it's had so much stiff competition from so many yeah. amazing games. However, the three of us are unified in that the game that we enjoyed the most this year is Marvel's Spider-Man 2. And I'm going to read Peter's quote to you right now before we talk about it for four hours. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Spider-Man 2 was easily my favorite gaming experience of 2023. The story was basically unputdownable and I really had to force myself to go off and explore other things so as not to finish it too quickly. Not to say that the side quests weren't themselves a whole lot of fun too. Really, Insomniac created a winning formula two games ago. That traversal in that game world could be a a fun game even with no story attached at all. But couple it with all the heart of Spider-Man 2's narrative plus some fantastic appearances from the rogues gallery a few it's a long sentence a few of whom i didn't expect and you've got something that i think is game of the year material it was just unfortunate to come out in the same year as so many other great releases indeed well said, Peter. I was so excited for this game. Me too. I booked the day off. I bought Maltesers and Whoa. I sat there and I ate Maltesers and I played Marvel Spider-Man 2 all day and there's been no other game that came mm-hmm. out last year as much as I love the other games I've talked about today uh, that, that made me feel that way. I had such joy playing this game, even in the moments that were like a little bit hard hitting and the moments mm-hmm. that kind of like brought you back down to reality. I just... Everything about it just brought my heart so much joy. It's so fun to just swing around and fly around. The web wings are so honestly an incredible It's the most addition. fun I've had like, flying brilliant. in a video game ever, yeah. even though you're and not it's technically Spider-Man. flying. Yeah, it's Spider-Man. You're falling with style. Yeah, you're technically gliding, but it's just <laughs> um, so well done. Like, yeah. Oh, it's such attention to detail, it, yeah. like immaculate in terms of not yeah. just the detail uh, graphically of the mm-hmm. city and the comp- like there was that conversation that went viral where it's just two actors having a conversation about some inane stuff and you can yeah. sit there and just listen to them talk for ages. And <laughs> wow, that's if okay. you stop. Uh, but like cool. attention to detail in terms of 
how can we make this fun? Yeah. The yeah. web wings, the 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 flipping what are they called like the jet streams yeah. that are through the city. So you've always got something to aim for and just zip about. It's so the good. new traversal elements, like the new like legs that shoot you up in the air and you can swing all the way around. And I just like honestly, just the world is so interesting as well. They've obviously added a new half. You got you can go to Staten Island, yes, yeah. um, if you fancy, and it's just it's really just a brilliant game the story has so many parts of it that had me so engrossed in like what was going on the enemies were all very interesting and diverse i loved i love 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 when a game world changes as you play the game yeah. when you see new things that are happening actually affect the world around the you. The consequences of your actions. Yeah, exactly. just like in general of like when a bad guy take when the symbiotes yeah. take over and the world changes because there's suddenly symbiote goo everywhere. Mm -hmm. Like it's just great. And I I honestly just I just think it's a fantastic game. It really is such great fun to swing around in that game. Absolutely. And uh, I know Peter mentioned the story as well, but it, it was and you did too. It's mm. it's I just, I just think it's great because, like, and I said this at the time, and it's not, it's not a very unique perspective to come at it from. But Spider-Man was always my favorite superhero yeah. alongside Batman growing up, and we were treated to so many amazing cartoons in the '90s, in particular. Oh, and so this is like to have, in my opinion, a near perfect Batman trilogy of games and have a near perfect Spider-Man trilogy of games is just like such wish fulfillment. Mm -hmm. And we can't talk about. Marvel Spider-Man 2 without talking about Insomniac, who obviously have been the victims of a horrendous hacking um, situation in the in the past month or so. Mm -hmm. And our thoughts and our hearts go out to them. And uh, as they pick up the pieces, there's a lot of information circulating about what they're going to be working on next. And I'm sure it will be absolutely fantastic. Uh, but they are continuously just such a top performer uh across the board for playstation mm -hmm. and they could make anything and i reckon it would be brilliant so yeah. i can't wait to see what they do next yeah. do you know what also about it that i've really enjoyed there was a couple of bits and pieces of the first two games that either were kind of felt like they slowed the pace all the way down or stealth, stealth get mary like jane. mary jane yeah <laughs> or like even like some of the side bits and pieces sometimes mm. felt like they either went on too long or they kind of like didn't really make any difference but i really i think that a lot of the elements of it were were really interesting like the mary jane sections they'd souped up a little bit oh, um nice. you, you had a taser now yeah. um and you spoke perfect zakovian yeah like she's fluent she could convince someone who was actually zakovian that she speaks fluent zakovian so good for her <laughs> um and some of the side stuff like the mysterio side stuff and like a couple of other bits and pieces stuff that set up the next game or stuff that sets up the next stuff, game like really cool yeah, yeah. really cool and yeah, I really liked how inclusive it was. People are going to be so mad about that, but of course they will. Like, I love that there's a deaf character mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. Miles is learning sign language to communicate with her. And there, you know, she, he has a crush on her, but it's not a big deal that she's deaf. She, she just, she's pretty too and she's good mm -hmm. at art and that's what she likes the most. <laughs> and he's going through all the same tribulations that Peter did and that yeah. he's trying to balance his life with being yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's brilliant. There was a couple of things that like, I think I I kind of didn't the idea that that Peter has been broke for like two games and has had time and money <laughs> yeah. to like 
build a suit that has spider legs attached to it. <laughs> how are you funding oh, How this? did you build those, first of all? It's just superhero stuff. Just superhero stuff. Just superhero stuff. But I, I assume he cashed in that life insurance policy on Aunt May. And... Well, he got that house, didn't he? He would yeah, have had an inheritance Which he still well. can't afford, so. Yeah, true. Yeah, he's perpetually has no money, but yet he's got enough money to build spider legs. So You can't think about it too hard. No. Mm. There's a no. giant Russian man who's like invincible and he's yeah. and he like hunts people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't really think about that too mm-hmm. much either. Otherwise no. the wheels start to fall off a little bit. <laughs> yeah. then, get this right. There's a giant like man who dresses as a rhino. What? It's no. mental. Crazy. And a big scorpion lad as well. Yeah. Bonkers. Also there's one that. set piece that I loved that like and everyone says that, where are the Avengers? Why aren't they there? I mean, that's hilarious as well. <laughs> yeah. But there's one Just bit where you go... Um, no you spoilers. Go, no but spoilers, yeah, but really there's good. another character that you don't meet, but like that is some involved. And I was like, this is so cool. Yeah, they're just sort of like a nod, just a tip, yeah. of, the, tip of the cap. But so it's just, great. yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. And yeah, what Brilliant. a great game that was. So good. And that is our game of the year, James, Baldur's Gate 3, the patrons, Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, let us know what your own top fives are in the comments below. And thank you so much for, for listening to the podcast all throughout last year and mm-hmm. us talking about those various games as we were playing them. Mm-hmm. Hopefully... We're in store for maybe a year that's not quite as busy, but has just as good a quality of crop. Yeah. Can it be a bit more chill? I've got a That'll lot to nice. catch up on, honestly. Yeah. Too, You've got example. to start now because oh. it's going to start kicking off around February and then yeah. it's not going to stop until December. Why so it's yeah. become like the monster month for releases Well, it's now. February like the and then years, October honestly. slash September yeah. are normally the ones where we suddenly, we're fighting for our lives out here, drowning <laughs> in, in oh. great games. <laughs> too many good what, games. What a privilege, yeah. eh? But, yeah. what a but let us know in the comments what your game in the year was yeah. um if you haven't played any of these games what what other games would you like to have mm-hmm. put on our radar maybe yeah. perhaps what do you think we should have played in 2023 anyone like starfield still anybody some people Nobody? do yeah, yeah. yeah. They're yeah. Nice. Some They're people. excellent. <laughs> James, so whereabouts yeah. on the internet can people find us well you'll find us on youtube as you're probably watching this right now <laughs> youtube.com forward slash team triple jump and on Twitch as well, twitch.tv forward slash team triple jump. And you can also use a free Twitch sub using your Amazon Prime sub. Mm-hmm. Yes. We have Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram, all of which we are at team triple jump mm-hmm. on. And patreon.com forward slash team triple jump for all kinds of Patreon exclusive content and getting involved with this here podcast. Absolutely. Triple Jump is our website. That's where you can go to find literally everything that we do. And why not leave a five-star review on your platform of choice? It has helps, sorry, something to do with Al Gore's rhythms. <laughs> I'd really appreciate it. Thank you so much. James, just enough time to talk about this week's sponsor again, please. Oh, boy. This week's sponsor, it's Goatee Simulator 4. That's G-O-T-Y Simulator. Play uh, all of the greatest games of the year in this game simulator game. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, the character's not Goat. That's a common misconception. Don't, don't be like that. It's a bet. Yeah. Thank you for watching slash listening, everybody. We will see you next time. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. 
Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.